Episode 142 of the Talking Bollocks podcast brought to you by Go Loud. It's me, Tardy Flower. It's me, CLB. And this week we're joined by... Me. <laughs> I'll keep across me, what's up? Keep on, what's up? Part two, boys. Part two, bro. Keep on. Did you not see that little pause there? He's waiting by Bruce Buffett to introduce you. You have to introduce yourself on this podcast. Too big for me, Bruce. For me, two and a half years ago since the last one, Keep on. Long time, boys. We've yeah. all come a long way. <laughs> Very long way. Well, can I just say, first of all, yeah, before we fucking get into me, yeah, because I'm sure we're going to talk about me for about an hour or so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair play to the two years, yeah. Look where you are, boys, yeah. This is nuts. From the barber shop in, um, where was it? Tal- just off Talbot Street there, yeah. The night before, you didn't even know where you were. They on the podcast. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You were, you were texting me on Instagram for fucking months. Oh, you come on the podcast. And I was kind of... I don't know if I want to do this, you know what I mean? Mm. Going to, I think it was your mom's kitchen. Mm. And I was like, I didn't really sell it to me. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to stay in the kitchen and talk into a phone for an hour or two about myself, you know what I mean? But then I was like, you know what, these boys are onto something here. It's good, it's big. He's like, fucking connecting with the people till we from town. I was like, of course I'm going to do this. And then fucking, I think it was the few days before the podcast, I goes, right, what, what's the story with this? Where are we doing it? And you were like, I don't know, I'll get back to you. I'll let you know on Tuesday. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't know, you know what I mean? It's a podcast, sure, you know, yeah. surely you know. Yeah. Don't have a studio yet, I'll let you know. We're going to try to get somewhere, either his gaff or the barbers or somewhere. Mm. So it's like great grand. Walks into the barber shop anyways then on the Wednesday. Bleed microphones, sell a tape to the wall, <laughs> yeah. tape to the ground. Like, you know, I was looking around, I was like, fucking hell, this guy, little bloke with a laptop in the corner. Yeah, like, little hey. corner, yeah. Do you know what I mean? To come from that to this is something else, boys. So fair play to the boys. Honestly, it's, it's, it's inspiring. Yeah, just yeah. do you for this. You're seeing it in your head, just made it happen, you stuck to it. And fair fucks to you, honestly, boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks for Even the much, shows mate. and all, do you know what I mean? Like the shows you've been doing now. Like, I've been a couple table, of them. I went yeah. to the table, I went to one in Vicar Street, one in there. Uh, Sure, I was being featured in the old, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the love, hate, doc. And uh, uh, man, even the fucking connection you just have with the crowd, you're uh, doing something big, yeah. So, fair play, you have my support for life. Most times, I We had your support from the blade and start, anyways, but that, that's the grind, didn't it? We love that. We I love that. This way, this way, I'm always backing everyone that, yeah. you know what I mean? Any normal young lad that wants to do something, any, anyone that's just. You know what I mean? On that grind, on that mission that has something in their head or whatever that's just working at it. I'll always support that. I mm. think it's a very important thing to do. Recognise it, support it, get behind them. Do you know what I mean? And it's very hard to do. Do you know what I mean? Like the podcasting, who would have thought you used to be selling mm. shows? I know. Winning awards. You know what I mean? Garden Tees didn't see that from the kitchen table. No, we didn't. didn't even think of it. You wouldn't even want to think yeah. of it. It's just like, now we're having a chat. Yeah, well, just it was this. fun at the start, but we had got a vision. <laughs> Still, his fun. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, yeah. but I mean, sorry, it was just it was just for fun at the yeah. start. But now it's a full time job. I mean, do you get me? Like yeah, this, yeah. this is my job. Like mm. I never imagined that was going to happen. Mm. Well, not as quick, anyways. Probably fucking five years down the line, and I was willing to do fucking five years mm. and hopefully make a few quid here or there, and you know what I mean. But at the start, when my stick and blade mics to the wall with shell tape and stuff like that, looking back on that, I've great memories of all that. Mm. You know, like, what is what he's talking about? today he whipped out a little tiny piece of paper <laughs> where about four things written on it one was like Halloween MMA <laughs> fucking so and I was like really yeah, this is how it's rocking I was like alright we'll just roll well, it just flowed. that was a long episode as well yeah we, yeah we, it that, was yeah. April and we fucking spent a half an hour talking about collecting and all that. <laughs> yeah that's mad I know fair play to you boys no. it's been something else to say I know exactly why we're talking about Halloween because of where you're from 
Mm. It's that neck of the bleeding waters that nightmare that go collecting. Dangerous. That's where it was. That's what I mentioned it before on this. That was the spot on Halloween where I got chased by a young player on a push bike with a sword in one hand and a bottle in the other hand. They were no hand on a bike chasing me down the road. Mm. Like, do you know how scary that is? Getting we chased do, mate. with a sword <laughs> down your neck of the woods, like, on Halloween. Medieval time yeah. on a Greek street. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I was 15 years of age. I probably weighed about 40 kilos soaking wet. And two fellas cornered me. Two fully grown men. One that broke a sweep and shot me back. Yeah, and yeah, there wasn't a whisper about it. That episode you did. Yeah, it wasn't a whisper about it. And that was it. Like, you shouldn't have been in the flats. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Listen, mate, that was Airwood, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. what you have to do to protect you. Like, Sheriff Street and all is, is obviously heavy traffic, like you know what I mean. But mm. Greek Street on Halloween was definitely. Like, and yeah, you'd always go up and come back empty-handed, but you go back up the next day again, thinking that you were gonna get yeah. something. No, you're, you're fooling yourself. Black now, now, look, you don't see as, as much anymore. Do you know what I mean? Haven't seen one kid collecting. No, see, it's all done up now down yeah. the street. Like where the fish markets are, it's all done up now. It's an astro turf now. It's, it's to be honest, like I know it was great and all back. It's probably better to be honest. Less the guy trouble, like the bonfire is not less trouble. There's always more. more got round, but did get round. Stabbing, stabbing, Stupid. Every Halloween night there was a stabbing. People can't handle it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Turns into chaos. Do you know what I mean? It's probably better off. Just die down a good bit. Well, see, yeah. years ago, like there was, uh, I feel like everything's mad ego driven nowadays, and mm. people like Harry and Blaze. Years ago, like we said, we'd kill each other. All the different flats would kill each other for a whole month straight, and then on the night. Did all end up at the one fire? Yeah, mm. no, or bounce the different fires yeah. all together. Yeah. Yeah. We can have the bleach, so you have a bottle with people that's at the bleeding, bouncing a house brick off your head two weeks ago, you know what I mean? Mm. And bleeding everywhere, you <laughs> just go to all different flats and you have to be in bed with a pulp all month and now mm. you're all best mates. There was a recipe for disaster when you think about it. Like you're stacking a big bleeding bonfire, the things on a blaze, it's about 10 stories high, there's 50, 60 umbrellas around, all drunk, taking whatever, and you're like, mm. And when you look back now, it makes you wonder how there wasn't more killings. Yeah. Do you know when you say it like that? Yeah. But then I remember, as you said, it is like ego. I remember people said, like, used to put things up on Facebook, look at all our pallets and all. And you're like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be hiding that stuff. Yeah, I feel you know old. I mean? My time's way before I'm leading Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I was just, you know just yeah, at yeah, the end it was for us. On, yeah, I was yeah. even back in the day more so, yeah. I remember, Keeper, we were about 19, 20, very hurried to go and collect and we seen all the stuff up that Sheriff had, yeah, and they had it on Facebook. And we were like, why are we going down? Weird about Why are we going down and bone that? And yeah, we were going down and we were looking at the wall that was in the back of the picture and um, you could see the graffiti and we're like that's where they were so the pallets must be close to this yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean everyone's like the age of was and all like fuck it you know what I mean and that was the worst boys like it used to annoy me the most when someone would come in and just burn your pallets like, <laughs> yeah. what did you do that for yes. like you didn't even all that hard work for nothing you didn't even like bring them down to your flats to have more wood you literally just burnt that wood you'd be devastated boys I'd have a lump yeah. in the trout and all time prayers and all bless me <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean praying for the rain <laughs> to come <laughs> <laughs> anyways keeper have you got a zinger Oh, we still do it. And you know what? We listen back to our episode. Obviously, now when you're what was the singer? Did we do a singer? Yeah, we did. There was. Oh, I never listened to that episode. Never once. And I'm at. Oh, I listened back to it then. Like, I just remember it was Halloween. Something about Halloween. I remember we were talking about Halloween. Yeah, we spent a long time um, on Halloween. You asked Mitch at a hop in that episode. Yeah, but uh, we we'd already done that beforehand. But there was another singer in there. I can't remember. I don't know if it's a singer or not, but. A few months ago, I put up on Instagram, and the fucking amount of people that are writing back was bleeding mental. But, but I thought it was simple enough money or legacy. And I just put up the box up, you know, you can vote. Mm. And the amount of people writing back and fucking. Now, I think on instinct, people are just going to type legacy yeah. without thinking, you know what I mean? But when you really look into it and think about your life and think about what's important and think about being logical, do you know what I mean? Money is very important. Well, give us two examples of somebody with money and somebody with legacy. 
that doesn't have both. There'd be a lot of boxers who would have a lot of legacy and no money. Yeah, yeah which is very unfortunate to look for. Yeah. Fighting yeah. in general, yeah. athletes in general, yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, that make a lot of money early on, then they blow it and they're broke. That type yeah. Of, yeah. You know what I mean, that's there wasn't even as much money. And that's one of the biggest same. scares in, in, a, in a fighter's life. Because you know it's a short career when you think short about it. Short career, and then you make a few quid and then you just blow it all. And, and then there's a lot of like hidden millionaires and billionaires, like no one even knows who they are. That's And maybe that their own legacies, you know what I mean? Maybe that's, you know, they're leaving all to their family and their family can look at that legacy of that fucking dad owned business. The way I would look at that is, is any footballer who dipped out early and be like, uh, he's a nobody but he's a multi-millionaire. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. Look, Oscar going to China. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Like no one has heard from Oscar in five years. He's at the picking the money of a legacy and definitely. He was yeah. getting like, uh, he was getting, he got offered I think like fucking 400 grand a week over there and he was playing at the highest level in the Premier Chelsea, League. yeah. So like, that's the most watched league in the world for one of the best teams in the world and one of the most known teams in the world, let's say, top fucking five. Mm. And he dipped from them to go to China, Chinese league, where there's no fucking broadcasting whatsoever, but they just have a lot of money at the time. Offered them 400 grand a week and he literally said, I'm going over here. 400 grand a week. A week. Yeah. Dip. I'm in the wrong sport, yeah. Mm. I wouldn't say how far off and then the old few quid came uh, up. Not a week. Only person you had the bleeding tax man would be built me. We're all that. There's not that much money. Not that much money in MMA, boys, yeah. No, yeah, it's but, uh, bleeding close. I take money off a legacy, I would, yeah. Mm. Mm. Which is a smart thing. To, I think people are a legacy. They like the idea of being a somebody, being having that stature, being, you know what I mean, having a bleeding name, having a, I'm going to leave something behind big legacy. Now, ideally, the real hidden answer is both. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. had this conversation with, with loads of people and it is both. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we aim for one. It's not a choice thing. I know you put it up in the box and people choose, but realistically, you want to have a bit of both. You want to make good money, feed your family, leave mm. them behind, be comfortable, pay our bills, you know, have everything, you're not stressed about all that. Yeah, shit. and if you're smart, they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Because well, as you're building the, the legacy, the you can be demanding the, the money. Like, look at you, Zadion. Ideally, you just want to do this, but you also want to blow up to the point where you can buy your own house, you can have a good mm. solid income coming in. You know what I mean? That's But you just love to do this and leave this behind us. This is my sole purpose of life is podcasting. And you did something, you created something from the mm. ground up, from the kitchen up, <laughs> literally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the whole thing about your legacy now is that you are in it. So you probably don't see it because you're in it, you know what I mean? But in 20 years' time, you're going to look back and go, man, that podcast, no. maybe you'll still be doing it, maybe you won't, I don't know, but... You're on the Late Late you, Show. You wanna, yeah, I'm running the fucking Late Late <laughs> Show, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah maybe, yeah. I never know, but... Yeah, I don't know, maybe money over legacy, innit? It's yeah. the smartest... I think we are, I think everyone both. in life, you don't have to be money mad, you don't have to have laden. No. Oh, I just want money, I just want money, but to know that, like, it'd be nice to have enough money to give down to your kids and their... It's pretty important. Kids. Unfortunately, it's unbelievably important. Ideally, it'd be great if we all just making a steady income. We could just get by and like, yeah. have everything at our disposal. That wasn't unfortunately. Like, look at rent these days. Look at yeah. food. Look at petrol. Look at everything's money. If you don't have any bleed money, how are you gonna get boys? You know what yeah, I mean? You're not building any. So when you have yeah. kids, and yeah. you know it's like it's it's very difficult when you have a kid and you have no money, mm. and everyone knows who you are. Best of luck with that. Do you know what I mean? Because your legacy doesn't feed your kids. Your legacy doesn't put a roof over your head. Do you know what I mean? Unfortunately, it'd be great if it did, but. It doesn't, yeah, but a bit about to be nice, yeah. Yeah. Be nice to do something worthwhile and make a few bob down as well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some bloke come up to me, I was in getting a coffee there the other day, and some bloke come up and he just whispered in my ear, but give me an off the floor. Yeah. I wrote it down like, I can't remember. I was just, I was, give a leg and cappuccino there, and some bloke come up and goes, come here, have a sing off. I said, I'm like, you're down for flirting. Right, this is what he said, yeah. He said, he loves his hiking boys, yeah. So he says, would you rather do a big hike, yeah, with soaking wet feet? Stockings and runners or boots or whatever, yeah? Or in boots, two sizes, too small. 
soaking my feet, my feet all, day. all day. Yeah, I'll be cut to pieces. With bad injuries, mm-hmm. I'd rather have a bit of wet feet and I'm than cut up to pieces. Yeah. Oh, see the wet feet as well. You get blisters with the old wet stockings and all. Nah, two sizes, two sizes. No, I'm just trying to play. I'm picking it. Yeah, yeah. like, you're but, trying to make an argument that you know it's. But going yeah. uphill and wet feet and that fabric mm. on your bottom of your feet, boys, will give you blisters. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're fucked either way. You're yeah. walking on your hands for the next week. You can't wear. I mean, so is he. Yeah. Why no, are you a 10? I'm a 10, mate. Big feet. Big feet. What are you? Big stock. <laughs> I'm a tree. <laughs> in the ladies section. You're a bleeding mad dude. Right? In the ladies section. Point. In the kids section. Have you seen him in foot like a kid's got a day point there? 26 no, euro. No, I'm an 8. <laughs> well, you squeeze. He's trying, yeah, you wear two sizes too small to save a few, Bob. That's what it is. He's like, I'm an eight, but I get a five. <laughs> a few when he goes to town, else. Oh, oh my God. When you said, oh, I'd, I'd be an eight. I got a bit of bars. There's a guy money. Anyways, the Zinger boys. Yes, yeah, so we're all going with the blade now. Boy, yeah. got wet feet. Yeah, for Happened yeah. me yesterday. Was in St. Anne's with the dog, yeah. And stepped in a puddle. Stepped in a puddle. Oh. There's a little stream in St. Anne's, yeah, but like you can jump across and there's like a, a little patch mm. and the dog never swims. He's never once swam. He's nearly two. And I keep saying it to me, but I'm just going to fuck him in the water because he can all swim naturally. So I'm down where I'm and I'm throwing sticks and he's getting in and out of the water. I was like, lovely. And there's a log back out, isn't there? Put my phone in the log. The thing went that way and I went the other way. And I just went straight into the stream. Both your feet. Both feet. Both. I had shorts on, yeah. Turns I was wet up to my knee. I got out and I was fuming. My boards spraying the hot laugh and I was like, you're right, we go. What runners were you wearing? Look, you weren't wearing that track. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was wearing... Uh, so do you know what? I hadn't worn these runners. I want to see him with runners. I hadn't worn these runners in ages, Keith. I, I was actually going to wear these today. Yeah, things are going straight in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. It's bad with these runners, probably. Mm, yeah, same. You know what I mean? Heartbreak. It's heavy, heavy traffic like with them. He's blading polish. They were not right lately, though. I haven't bought a pair in a long time. Yeah, because you're bored and fuck you out to get your boy on a pair of runners. Boy runners, I'm the same. I used to have a blading runner, boy, addiction. I had to stop. Even that UFC four week there, wasn't allowed to wear me on runners. You have to wear the... The rock yokes, isn't it? And I was hard broken. What cuts the red yokes? No, yeah. the, the, yeah. the rock, the yeah, rock the rock runners, yeah. yeah. Under armour, that the rock. That's dreadful looking. Yeah. Okay, no, okay, but I know you're showing the US. I know, I know. The tracksuits are right. The tracksuits are fucking cracker, yeah, but, but the, the runners, the runners, the runners are empty. Yeah. Yeah, no, remember that. Diaz was saying no, in, the, in the interview, he took them off. He's like, look at this. This is what he was, right? Do you get yeah. me? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, Wasn't even allowed to buy a pair of runners that week. I normally fight week, I always buy a pair of runners, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like on the Monday of fight week, it's always a thing I do. Yeah. It's me fight week runners now. I always just buy a pair of runners just as a little blatant gift. I know you're about to collect the big check at the end of the day. Let the runner slide. I put the crocs on. That week and then the rock jokes. I was like, I believe be on the good side of the UFC here. Is what I mean? Yeah, I have two things that that I want to ask you. Yeah, one thing that I ask nearly every fight or or anybody that has answered a fight and that comes onto the podcast. Yeah, your man Simon Jordan. Yeah, yeah, like to ask this question, get everyone's take on it. Yeah, he always has something negative to say about uh boxing, MMA. Who's this Simon Jordan? Off that, he does talk sport, talk sport. Yeah, sorry, you know him. He has a bleeding, he has like a step and big glasses. You'd know him if I showed you a picture of him. Seen him. Yeah, he always talks about how violent boxing. But and yeah, MMA but he, he particularly always talks about MMA more than boxing now. Yeah, remember he had Bisping on and he was trying to lift Bisping over. Oh, I think I seen the Bisping out gay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the negative side of it, yeah, and that it, it only promotes violence. What's your take on that? It promotes violence. Yeah, so it's like it's like encouraging people to fight yeah. in the streets. Let's say, mm. or does he do martial arts? No. no. Yeah. See, so, like I think people just love to talk about that side of it when they don't understand it you know what I mean so it just comes down to being ignorant like I don't know any mixed martial artist at a high level that goes around 
being a violent person. Do you know what I mean? If I and it's like the opposite, it's you're humbled on the daily in the gym. You know, we have an outlet for. But as men, we go around stressed, we go around, you know, full of ego, full of fucking testosterone, full of, you know what I mean, anger, full of whatever. And going to a gym and grappling with someone for an hour, hitting the pads, sparring, puts that energy into the gym. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's the direct opposite of being an aggressive person out on the street. The people out on the streets fighting and being violent people aren't high-level, skilled martial artists. It's people that just have a chip on their shoulder and they might have a big ego or something like that, do you know what I mean? And they're just on the wrong path with a bad mindset. And I can even speak for myself, do you know what I mean? Like, it's kept me grounded, humble. I know I'm a killer. I can get into a fight with anyone and kill them. I don't want to go around fighting anyone. I make money fighting in a cage, in an octagon now fighting. I don't have to go around the streets prove myself. I've seen it change people's lives in the positive far more than I've seen it do anything negative. I think as an actual sport watching the UFC, I wouldn't use the word violent. I'd use the word like highly competitive. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not violence. I sign a contract to be able to participate in a sport called mixed martial arts and so does my opponent and the both of us will shake hands and we'll go down and we'll compete to the best of our abilities. If I so happen to get caught, I caught him or hurt him or he hurts me, it's not violence, that's competition. I know what I'm signing up for here. I've been training for this for years, months leading up to it, putting the work in and then whatever happens, happens. We shake hands after, like two respectful martial artists and we, we get on with it. Violence to me is like four men walking down the road at a baseball bat and bouncing off someone's head and stamping all over them and stabbing them and robbing them. That's violence. That to me is fucking violence. You know what I mean? If those people that are doing that, robbing, mugging people, were in a martial arts gym, they wouldn't be doing that. Do you know what I mean? Because it humbled them. It'll teach them about discipline. It'll teach them about work ethic, hard work. It'll give them an outlet for that rage that they probably have. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, if you take any young fella that's ever mugged on you, or stabbed anyone or it's carrying a blade around why are they carrying a blade around they're insecure about their abilities and not being able to fight so they think they can compensate by maybe carrying a blade around so if you put that young fella into a jiu-jitsu gym or a kickboxing gym or a fucking whatever martial arts gym and he's working hard every day do you think he's going to carry a blade around now no he's going to be in the gym working hard and disciplined and probably going home and eating right and listening to other like-minded martial arts maybe like me or whatever and he's not going to be that aggressive anymore or violent on the street. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd rather him put that energy into maybe a competition, like I have done. And it's changed my life for the better. I just think people like your man that you, I don't even know who he is, but I've heard this fucking argument so many times over my life. Even my family members, I've had family members say to me, this is a disgusting sport. It's barbaric. How could you hit a man on the ground? My reply to that is like, well, that's just pure ignorance. You know what I mean? What, what do you mean I'm hitting a man on the ground? This is part of martial arts. This martial art is called jiu-jitsu and we're allowed to strike each other on the ground and he might defend it and maybe choke me from the bottom. Might, that's, what, that's what captivates us. What, that's why we watch this sport. Mm. It's an amazing sport. It's beautiful to watch, especially when you understand it. If you don't understand it, you know, it's that bleeding old cliche, oh, you're just looking at two fucking ages rolling around the ground. What are you even doing? It's because you don't understand it. It's ignorance. Yeah. It's like me watching a, a sport I don't understand and criticising it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know anything about rugby, but if I just start going, this is stupid, why is he throwing the ball up there? Why is he passing a back pass? It's just me being ignorant. I don't understand this sport. Mm, yeah. So I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to leave it be. And be like, oh, people love this sport. Cool. I think with my sport, it's, you know, I see maybe a highlight of blood and someone getting knocked out and the crowd celebrating. People like your man that's uneducated or ignorant towards him might just have a strong opinion when they shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? My reply to him should be like, start doing martial arts. Maybe go to a gym for a few months and see does it change your mind. See does it humble you and see do you see the side of it that you're talking about that you don't get to see. 
Do you know what I mean? Go down, do a few jiu-jitsu classes. Do you know what I mean? Get a good coach to teach you a few things. Hold the pads and look at other fighters practicing every day. Like come down to a professional MMA session and look at the hard work you put in. And it might change our mind. Look how respectful everyone is in the gym. I guarantee you'll get a UFC fighter might walk up to you and shake your hand and introduce himself and you probably weren't expecting that. You know what I mean? And you now, you've met a good few high-level fighters now. How many of them are dickheads? How many of them have you gone, he's a fucking prick. I didn't like his attitude at all. They're all sound, they're all... You know, humbled. They're all in a state of zen, I find. Yeah. yeah. They're all like, they nearly bow to you and give you a little, how's it going? That's, like it's, that's the fundamentals of martial yeah. arts, isn't it? It's Absolutely. Respect. That's where it's built from. And don't get me wrong, listen, I've met a few good few dickheads in this sport myself. But, that, but that's that everywhere. That's inevitable. In every, You're yeah, going to get that across the board in life. Do you know what I mean? But the vast majority of people like me is, is more going to go back to the roots of being respectful, yeah. working hard, you know, having a task at hand every day. Do you know what I mean? Putting the work in in the gym. And I'd rather put my energy into that than out on the streets doing stupid shit. You know what I mean? Because that to me is violence. You're out on the streets up to no good, carrying the blade. That's violent. Yeah. Well, you're you're Competing in the sport is not violence. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's competition. And we know that going forward. I'm not picking some random out of the crowd and dancing all over his head. That's violent. That's stupid. Yeah. That's disgusting behavior. Do you know what I mean? It's two professional yeah. athletes agreeing to fight each other in a sport. You know what I mean? I think, I just think it's crazy how 2023 people are still talking like well, that. That's you know why I mean? in a lot of martial arts when there is a competition and uh, before the fight they bow to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a bow. And I come from a traditional background. I used to do that as well in kickboxing and like competing in karate and taekwondo. Mm. You'd bow and you do all that. Mixed martial arts, it's more like mainstream. That's different. Everyone has yeah. different styles and brands. Some people still bow. I don't necessarily bow anymore. I'll always shake hands when they yeah. draw after a fight. Sometimes I bow and I shake hands and <clears> I'll always say, well, doing no matter what you know what I mean I always will I never walked over cage without saying congratulations to them or thanks for a good fight or whatever it's part of it or I'll catch them backstage and I'll always say like well done and it's part of being a martial artist you take the good with the bad and the bad with the good but you always say well done the two of us represent, went in there and did our best and thankfully we get to go home to our families and we're alright you know what I mean and yeah. it was a hard fight or whatever you know what I mean but that's the root of it all, really, but mm. yeah. You yeah. know that word's fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're from the north inner city, so you know how easy it would have been to take a negative path mm. in life or how simple it would have been to be drawn down a certain way or a certain path in terms of, you know what goes on in working class areas and the struggles of families with poverty and addiction and stuff like that and you could have easily went down that road. You know MMA saved your life probably. Or mm -hmm. not, not saved your life, let's say, but... Oh, absolutely saved my life. Martial arts in general saved my life, 100%. Think about it all the time. Every time I have a fight, I'm so grateful to lie in the hotel the night before I fight with them nerves that... Like, I have so many mates, and we probably have mutual mates that use even own that are locked up now over bad decisions that they made. Or I have mates that kill themselves. I have friends that have committed suicide. I have friends that are living on the streets and homeless, even from around their area, do you know what I mean? And I know you know them as well. Mm -hmm. They're living in hostels now, and they're the same age as me. And I was good friends with these people. Do you know what I mean? They weren't just passing me by. I knew them. I grew up with them. I was friends with them. I used to hang around with them. Some of them trained. Some of them are really good people. And then you're only one bad decision away from fucking your whole life up. And I've had so many mates. Like one of my friends said to me years ago, I said, oh, it's easy to go down the wrong road. He's like, no, mate, we were born on the wrong road. It's not that we're going down the wrong road. We are born on the wrong road. So now we have to make a choice to take ourselves off that road and go down different paths. It's like, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. It's like, I'm not going down the wrong road. So we're born into an environment where it's easy to make a bad decision. 
It's hard to make good decisions, you know what I mean? It's hard to get to a gym twice a day every day and not eat that and eat this, not go out on the gargle, do this, not do that, do this, not do drugs, do this, do this. You know, it's it's hard to to be disciplined. But that's that's what separates people that fuck up their life on the bad road and then people that try and do something, start a podcast, be an athlete, Barry Cohen, being an actor, you know, John Darden out there doing it. They're, they're trying to do something. They're taking themselves out of an environment where, man, like, it's easy to just know, oh, I'm just going to go to the pub. I'm just going to yeah. do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go out the weekend. I'm going to fucking mess. I'm going to just fuck up my whole life by doing this. And you might be frustrated about believing being broke or being whatever and fuck up your life by making a few bad choices. But in my mind, it's just like, I'm so thankful that I found martial arts at a young age. And anything bad I've ever done in my life, and I've done a lot of stupid shit, and I've done a lot of bad stuff, no bleeding angel, but... It's always martial arts that have pulled me over. You know what I mean? It's always the gym. It's always like, this is where I should be. And even when I wasn't and I was doing other shit and I was acting the bollocks, it was like, no, I should be in the gym though. And every time I was in the gym, I felt at me best. You know what I mean? Mm. I felt like this is where I should be. And then obviously when I got that, like when I started competing and I was good, I found out oh, I'm good at this. So I can do this. You know, if I just keep working hard, there's no real secret to this. You just have to keep showing up every single day. And if you do that, it's inevitable like what's going to happen. Like you put the fucking work in, you'll get the results. It's that simple. You know what I mean? It is that simple. It's, it's interior. It's easy. It's hard to do. But it's so simple, but it's so hard to be consistent. Yeah, show up every day, especially in what you do, though. Show up every day, especially from the fucking start. You're a beginner. You're going yeah. in. Like you said, you, you, doesn't matter who you're at, you'll be humbled regularly mm -hmm. in an MMA gym. There's always someone who can fuck you up in a certain aspect Absolutely. Of, of that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Keep showing up every single day. I'm sure there's many, many people who walk through the door get broke up one way or another just felt so out of depth and just didn't go back to it like fuck mm. down going back to fucking doing the easy thing it's so hard to stay consistent keep showing up every day to learn and grow I had a second thing that I wanted to ask you your man Bradley Martin yeah he's calling out like do you know him no do you not see the clip of him bodybuilder lad yeah yeah yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I don't know him man, but he's, where is he American yeah yeah you know who we're on about though I, yeah he, who, was he who was he talking shit I was called he said Nate Diaz what did he say what would what happen if we got into a street fight yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. thinks he'd be all these professional yeah. MMA fighters and boxers what's your Brendan Schaub was the one who humbled him though and said like Demetrius Johnson to kill you yeah and he was like no he wouldn't what weight is he what weight am I and he got really really but the major chance said he'd do it and the major chance why, why doesn't he just fight someone then why does he keep saying it look I think again it's back to bleeding loudest one in the rooms you know what I mean it's, it's, that, yeah. it's that stupidity of like you're ignorant you know what I mean you haven't got a bleeding clue what you're talking about mm. stop talking about it and just do it go mm -hmm. fight someone then lock yourself in the cage with another fight pick one pick if you're talking about an ADS or any of these people pick any of them pick the bleeding smallest one and so lock, lock the door the yeah obviously obviously because if he hasn't done it then yeah that's he's just talking shit you know what I mean is he trained does he train martial arts does he no. do one small bit I don't I don't think think I've seen arts. him in a game you know what I'm if he's just a pure bodybuilder and he has no fight experience he doesn't train at all then yeah. deal with them give it a go slap hands with someone put 15 minutes on the clock and just see how long you can go then with someone his fallback is that it's a street fight so he's like I'm just going to pick do you do up a street and fight you. do a street fight then. he keeps saying I'm and, well then see well, maybe you can't get away with it in the gym but do an MMA fight then and call it a street fight say no rules and pick me up and slam me you can pick me up and slam me in an MMA fight do you know what I mean do it like that then pick a fire and bleed and do it because I just think Kunz like him just love to talk shit and just mm. love to you know what I mean and I've seen it so much again goes back to being humbled if you're on the mat every day and you're doing jiu-jitsu or wrestling yeah, you're getting your ego torn around every day. Like, if you do 10 rounds of jiu-jitsu in a gym and you don't get submitted, you're in the wrong gym. Like every day I'm in that gym, I'm getting milked. You know what I mean? Every day, every round's a hard round. Every round is like, fuck, this is a rough one. Never, seldom get an easy round on my match, you know what I mean? So mm. I'm humbled every day. I, I learned that, like, fuck, you can easily 
get choked in a second in my gym. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the level is so high. So I know what it's like. So I don't have to go around and say, oh, you know, do this and that. People like him have never experienced that. You know what I mean? They probably just lift weights, feel like, oh, I'm fucking know yeah. what I'm doing here. You know? As it goes back to that, they don't know what they're doing, but they think or feel like I can. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's ignorant. Yeah. It's fantasy. It's it's not yeah. real. And this is what I was saying to you that time. I remember when I was doing the bit of MMA over in SPG and you come in and trained the class with us, yeah? Mm -hmm. And obviously you're pulling me up and all. We knew each other and whatever. And after that, I just kept on thinking in my head, I'm a fully grown man. I'm 27 years of age, yeah? I was 26 then, last year or whatever. I'm a fully grown man. When you were just toying with me, yeah, you were calling me up and whatever, and just grabbing a hold of me. When Kiefer was grabbing me, I genuinely felt like something clamped on my body and like someone put a car on top of me. Like it didn't feel normal that this mm. was just another bloke, similar size. Like he's not, he hasn't got a hundred pounds on me. Like it felt abnormal. Like it just didn't feel right mm. when you were messing, grabbing me. I can't imagine somebody, because I'm not trained in martial arts. So that's why, probably why I, I didn't You are a bit trained though. You were very good. I think you were a waste of potential, to be honest, in martial arts. Don't you're a very man. good boxer. And you were trained a bit. What happened there? You're bleeding. You just yeah, made... I fell off the wagon. No, you did, but it doesn't get back on it. Yeah, you were no, going yeah. good for a while. Yeah, and yeah. your boxing is very good and you were yeah. getting good at the grappling. Also. You just, you know I, mean? I was enjoying it a lot, but it doesn't matter. But I'm not actually trained keeper, yeah? Mm. So... But I don't even care how trained you are. Anybody, like, like that bodybuilder, I know for the fact if you grabbed him, he will feel similar. Obviously not yeah. the same bleeding weight. Obviously there's so much bleeding weight that he has. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you grab him, he will feel that instantly. He will go, what the fuck is going on here? Oh, and then there's technique involved. And how long can you last? You know what I mean? Like maybe he could do something. Maybe he could grab you and have a minute or two on him. What happens after a minute or two? And your arms start going. And then what happens? Your heart rate skyrockets. What happens when, then, when I get a single leg and I snap you down, then I'm behind you? And then I'm clamped onto the back and slapping the ears off you. And you're trying to get up and then under your neck. It's all well and good to think I can just do that. But if you're not trained in these, like, in these martial arts, there's no way you can just make it up. It's the equivalent of like looking at Ed Sheeran for years and then saying, oh, we can play the guitar. I mean, and then say, oh, can you? Here's a guitar, go. I'm sure you just do that. <laughs> just do that. And it's not that hard. Yeah, give it a go then. Yeah. And then you give it a go and you go, oh, fuck, there is more to this. I just thought you just do that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's just madness the way you everything. think. Sure, he's just doing that yeah. and singing. No, he could do that. Kill, okay, well, do it then. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing. Martial arts, you might look at it and go, oh, he could fucking do that. Do you know what I mean? I could punch. Oh, he could grab him. I wouldn't let him take me down. It doesn't matter what you think. It's not your choice. Yeah. If I want to take you down, I'm going to take you down. And the only way you're going to stop me is if you know how to stop me. You're another high-level trained martial artist, do you know what I mean? Which is why on my gym, like, you might be going with a high-level champion wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Getting him down is a struggle. And if I can kind of get him down, I can get this bloke down that's no wrestling experience at all. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm rolling with a black belt and I can pass his guard just once or twice. I know I passed a black belt's guard. That's a big deal, do you know what I mean? So that means I can get past his legs. That's not an easy task to do. If I can submit someone that's at a high level and they're really good, do you know what I mean? Like, I know you know then your average Joe that has no experience, I'll definitely submit you. Like, I'll definitely get behind you and choke you. Because you, you can't make it up. You can't just, you know what I mean? They can't magic your way of someone getting behind you and strangling you. Unless you know the intricate details and you've trained and you're, you're one step ahead of me. It's like chess. You have to just know what's coming next and be ready for it and be fit and be strong and, and tick all the boxes. Thing. And that takes thousands of it hours. It takes hours, man, years of your life. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? I've trained with people and I'd be like a baby sometimes. You roll with someone, you're like, fucking hell, do you know what I mean? That's how I know. 
Sometimes I'll bleed and slap hands with someone and they'll just steamroll me. I'm like, mm. fucking hell, you're just on another high level. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's, that's that's why I love martial arts. Because no matter how, I'm doing martial arts 23 years. Still to this day, like I'll pick around and I'll be like, I know he's going to bleed and give it to me today. And they might pick me up, slam me around the place and I'm just like, fuck. That's why I show up every day because it's, anyone can fuck you up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like the beauty of this sport. But it's that thing of like, it's always somebody who's never had a fight that has mm. the most to say about fighting. Always. Because they have this fan, because they've never had a fight, they probably never took a good smack mm. or learned how to try and avoid. And he's so big techniques. as well. <clears throat> like, you know, when you see someone, you're like, oh, look at him, he's scary. He probably can't throw a dick though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah. so big. But is he a big bloke, yeah? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's big bodybuilder, yeah. About 300 pounds, didn't he? Oh, he's he a big, big bloke, yeah. yeah. He's, a bit, he's a monster. Like, but I'm t even talking about the average, Joe, like the, everybody has something to say about fighting but they've never fought. The thing with that is they all have this idea in the head. If they're walking down the road and somebody jumps out and says something to them on that board, they do this and they do that because they've watched the bird box. Yeah. And they've, not realizing that there's so much technique involved in every single, in terms, it goes down as mm. simple as your stance alone. Then where are you going to move your feet and how are you going to roll with a mm. puncher? They don't know it. So they just think people just step out, just throw digs on or hope or oh, we'll land on them or we'll land on them. It doesn't mm. work like that. You know what no. I mean? And then what if you do land and nothing happens? <laughs> What, what's next? Yeah. Now what? That's it becomes thing, a helicopter. You're swinging yeah. from the hips. You're gassed out in 15 seconds. And now you are about to be fucked up yeah. by somebody who's fought before. It's that yeah, simple. You've sparred. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, even your first few times sparred, even if someone's fit, the way they flinch and close their eyes and they react in a way they didn't think they'd react like that. And then they're tired instantly. Yeah. Because the adrenaline kicks in, their lactic acid's flushing through their muscles. All these factors come into it. And if you've never experienced that, over and over and over again. There's no way you're going to be relaxed in a chaotic fight now, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're against someone experienced that isn't going to go bleeding mad and go splats in the first 30 seconds and can coast and block a few shots and defend themselves enough to get you to it, I'm still here coming at you, throwing shots, chopping away at your leg, grabbing a hold of you. It's, it's impossible. You yeah. can't just make it up, do you know what I mean? And yeah. See, you've seen it loads of times. There's this new thing going around, this new trend. You see all these trolls going from uh, Twitter and they're going down to the gyms and they're challenging fighters. You seen this now? No. I heard what? Did, there's a, it's happened, wait, Sean Strickland did it, I think. Yeah. Someone, it was his Herrera did it. I can't remember. There's another bloke that done it. On someone else did it. Someone else did That is the stupidest yeah. thing I've ever heard. It's getting out of hand though. Wait, people are getting boxed around the dude. Plump, you're asking to be badly. Yeah, they're getting a hoid now. In fairness to them, some set of balls, I'm going down to the gym. They're putting boxing gloves on, touching gloves, and they're having a little go, and they're getting lumped around. And it's mad to watch. One of these days, someone's going to get really badly hurt, and it's going to be stupid. Someone did at least that shouting up, do you know what I mean? Get back to me. Deontay Wall, someone did it to him. Yeah. Uh, that in, well. in the Hollywood gym, I seen that. Yeah. Your yeah. man was talking mad, and your man chased him around the gym. Yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah. One of these days, it's going to go bad, yeah. And if it does, it shouldn't be allowed, though. It'll be all on the fighter then. Yeah, yeah. Should, that's what I mean. It shouldn't be allowed. Like, if I'm running the gym and you're my fighter, Terrence, and you're like, this fella's getting it loud, I'm bringing them down today, I say, no, you're not. <clears> He's not coming in here today. But that gives Simon Jordan a reason to talk then. There's Simon Jordan that's got right the world. I mean, Someone yeah. like him though, do you know what I mean? Sign a contract, we'll have a little go. Yeah, sign a contract is different. But if but Joe Soap comes in and you're there training, bleeding 12 hours a day, every day, and he thinks he's going to mm. roll in hell, no, because you're going to do damage to him. Yeah. And yeah. it comes back on us then, as you said. No, you know what I mean? and it's only a matter of time. If that keeps going, 
Like one of these lads off Twitter is gonna get played and killed. I think the poor look for the fight. I know, like what you let some fella on Twitter get you that bad. Yeah, you invite them down. Well, no, him. but some of them he's saying some of them are just rocking into the gym. Mm, I think it's him. a bit of both. I think it's yeah. a bit of both. It is gonna end bad at some stage. It has to. Yeah, especially with MMA. Look, but someone picks that, you up and slams you on your head and breaks your neck or something. It's so easily it can happen. You know what I mean? If yeah. you don't know how to break fall, if you don't know how to land, yeah. Terms are, yeah. someone might go for a bleeding heel, can blow your leg out, and that's your crippled now. And all that even matters what way you land if someone grabs a hold. Oh, it's huge. It's like huge. that all matters. Mm. Like, you believe, get your huge. Don't even when you're doing them, may train for the world. You know what I mean? You see them with us, like even getting taken out. Yeah. It is a bit, it's a shock to the body. Oh, you're going around broke well, up it's that like, was what was happening to me Kiba. I was getting bad fights mm -hmm. when somebody is grabbing you and smashing you off yeah. the ground like, you tell Kiba that he broke your ribs well I think it was you that broke my ribs because nah, it was the next day hardly <laughs> He's just at the same. Well, you, know, you know the plain. shock it's going to give to your body, and then we're like, you broke down the ribs. No, I tell the truth, just slam. Can edit this blood. part there, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't start coming at me now, bleeding. No. Solicitors' fees and lawyer bills and bleeding. No, you have to. You come into us on a Monday, as far as you remember, yeah? I can't remember, yeah. Yeah, well, it was a Monday. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. And he was slamming me off the mat, he was. I mean, Doi was being me. nice, demonstrating techniques. <laughs> yeah, he was, alright. And the next day we had Jiu Jitsu, yeah. Jiu Jitsu was In grand, that was with Gustavo, yeah. Grand, nice class, bollocks after the whole lot. But nothing, like, I wasn't getting slammed around after the mat, was all on the ground, the own techniques rolling, whatever. And I went down into the dressing room, and then I was getting, getting dressed, not a bother on me, nothing happened. And I bent down to put my runners on, and when I sat back up, I couldn't, I thought I was taking a heart attack. I was mm. like, what the fuck is that? Couldn't move, end up going to the hospital, I had two fractured ribs, yeah? No but they were saying to me, that could have happened on impact like a couple of days ago, and then you could have tweaked it, mm. like, by bending, because I was saying there was nothing wrong. And then the only conclusion that you come to is the amount of times you were hopped me off the ground 24 hours. I was <laughs> nice, I was nice. <laughs> That was a big demonstration. Well, I, I know it could have been a lot yeah. worse. It was spitting oh, when you were like, people don't realise the impact that can have on your body. Yeah. And I was like, I know somebody else. <laughs> 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 me up. Yeah. Now, that's the thing, though, as well. Your body sometimes is like not conditioned to, you know what I mean, get taken down, land a certain way. Even when you're like, if you've not been grappled for, say, months and you go back to the gym, the shock your body gets, it's to condition yourself back up to that. Mm. That's why training for a fight, like, when you take like say eight to ten to twelve weeks to train for a fight, your body's getting ready to fight. Like taking smacks to the legs, to the body, to you know, see people doing like body conditioning and it's conditioning your body to be primed to be able to take a bit of damage in the fight. But that, that was something that took me by surprise when I yeah. first started training. The shock to the body. Landing. Yeah. Like somebody would take it out and you land on the mat and you're like, oh, this is yeah, like, this painful. is Don't you help to teach out the break fall and judo, don't you? Like you kind of slap the judo, mat, good wrestling gym, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But they were even teaching us over there as well, like because no, and MMA, good MMA that. gyms will teach you how to fall and, yeah. and do things like when they were saying so that, you go through techniques slowly and show you how to like land the same way. When you say that out loud, it sounds a bit ridiculous. When they teach you how to fall, what yeah. you, like falling is falling. Not this is one of the points the people like normally quit gyms because the first few weeks is teaching how to fall and they get fed up. No one wants to go to a gym and learn how to fall. I remember even doing judo when I was a kid. Mm. Went to a judo gym in DCU or something like that. I was doing a class and I was like 13 or something. And the whole for a few weeks, the whole thing was just teaching how to fall and I hate it. I remember thinking, this is stupid. Like, I don't want to do this. I want to learn how to throw people. people. Yeah. But before you learn how to throw people, you have to learn how to fall on your back and slam your hand off the man. I remember hating at the time. 
But now, obviously, I understand why it's so important. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't but, wait to learn how to fall. <laughs> falling the first time, I was yeah. like, now teach me yeah. how to fall. Because <laughs> I don't want to keep doing this. It's horrible. Because no, sometimes you fall and even your neck, like, yeah, you're at first, yeah. you're like, oh, you need yeah, to learn whiplash. your neck. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's a, that's a big thing, you know what I mean? Tucking your chin. And it's mental. There's a like, technique to like, land in a certain way. And yeah, obviously, I don't want to do that now. If you're getting taken teach down. Teach me how to fall. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? And that's a thing that's overlooked. Again, back to people are just oh, I wouldn't let you do that. just If a fire knows how to take you down, they slam you on the ground. You're not going to be getting no. You're gonna stay there. Yeah. You're gonna make you stay there. You're gonna be injured. You're gonna be in like a bad way. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? See, I only shared a clip today. You see that clip I shared the two lads, young lad in the skill, bully picking on him and he shoots a double leg, takes him down, gets point him, strangles him unconscious. I didn't say enough. Do you know what I mean? It's an interesting one, do you know what I mean? But like I love one of my favourite things to watch is that. Yeah. Bully's picking on a lad, lads like I don't want any trouble, bully's giving a loads and then he's an MMA for her. Yeah. Bloke shot in the double leg, took him down, wrapped his legs, took his back and strangled him. All efficient, no no sweat to him, do you know what I mean? And then the next clip is then him in a cage a few years later doing the same technique, shoots a double, gets behind him, strangles you, man. Ah, like a high trained fighter, do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. I love seeing that. And the martial artist didn't want the fight. Yeah. The bully was wanting the fight, do you know what I mean? And it's like, when you watch that, it's like, that's exactly why you should be practicing martial arts. Not to go around starting the fights, but if it so happens that you have to fucking fight, you know how to fight, do you know what I'm saying? And but more than MMA to me as a sport, that's why I train so much and that's why I love doing what I do, do you know what I mean? It's like I'm a combat specialist more than I'm just like a UFC fighter now, do you know what I mean? Like I love the sport, I'm going to compete in it as much as I can, but I'm not going to fight forever competitively, do you know what I mean? But I'm going to know how to defend myself and my family for the rest of my life because it's my sole responsibility, do you know what I mean? And I think it's everyone's responsibility. You know what I'm saying? If someone starts on you, if someone breaks into your gaff in the middle of the night, two in the morning, there's two men all of a sudden walking up your stairs. Mm. Like, what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like this all the time. What are you going to do? Like, honestly, like, think yeah, about no, it. Yeah. Are you going to call the guard? Are you going to try and... What are you going to do? Happy like, what's your next step again, in that moment? Or it goes back to your man, Bradley or whatever. Yeah. I know what I'm going to do. All right, best yeah. of luck with that one then if they're two fully grown men and they have bad intentions walking up them and say, you yeah. don't know how to fight and you're going to handle it. How are you going to handle it? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? You're not going to talk your way out of this one. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be violent. It's going to be chaos. And unless you know how to fight, you're on your own there, so. I was yeah. in bed the other night and I heard someone in the gaff and I jumped up my bow for her arm and he goes, relax, we'll hit me, man. God. <laughs> I forgot my mom was in the gaff. I could hear someone, I jumped. But as you said, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just on auto, exactly. but I was just going out to confront somebody and she put her hand yeah. on me and she's like, it's me, and man. And it's a scary thing. Like, oh, yeah. People overlook, don't think of it, but I've had friends gaffs broken into. I've had one friend that gaffs broken twice in the same month. Madness, you know what I mean? This different people breaking in. Different people breaking in. Must, what the be, fuck is in yoga? Yeah. White yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, the yeah, white statue, yeah, statue in the window, window of the woman. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, but this is happening, you know what I mean? I'm always like, you have to be switched on. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. uh, how many MMA fighters look hard? Like, you ever see Justin Gaethje, you know, the little glass on one all? Like, I'd have seen him when I'm like, if I was a phone snatcher, I'd try and snatch his phone. you know what I mean? 100% of one. And you'd end up on, like, remember that? Anthony Johnson, the man broke into Anthony Johnson's calf. Did you ever hear that oh, story? Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith. Smith. Anthony Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah, Anthony yeah, Smith, yeah. 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 Broke into his calf and he said, like, I was on top of your man giving him everything I had, and your man was just looking at me. Boy, is that scary? Yeah, but that's that why it goes, you have to choke someone. You choke someone, doesn't hurt you, you just go to sleep. Yeah, and he started out then, yeah. He's literally got to has the plan, yeah. You know, already for someone to break into the gap, aren't you? Always. <laughs> I have to be. Oh, I'm switched on 24 7. Don't catch me, like, yeah. break into me gap. You won't be getting out. <laughs> or in a body bag. You won't be getting out. <laughs> All right, yeah. Keeper. 
Two and a half years since you were on the podcast. I didn't know where you were going with that. Why? What do you think I was going to say? All right. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many times I've called you about this? Ah, by the way, Calvin called you about the last live show. Yeah, well, are you for real? <laughs> I was just there, a video you sent me. Yeah, yeah. I went there, so that's funny. About that video, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you exaggerated a little bit about my bleeding director skills, no? I think it was no? spot on. I think I underplayed the keeper. I think I underplayed it. Bollocks. Yeah. I was like bleeding Martin Scorsese going around Thursday Street Flats, calling the shots. No, but everyone was standing around thinking, where we stand? And I stand there going, no, stand here, no? And everyone was like, oh, we should do it in the playground. Then I thought, as if a bunch of young fellas are going to be in a playground <laughs> and robbing it, you know what I mean? Don't stand the kids' playground, stand at the block, you know what I mean? <laughs> you go here, you yeah, go there. You don't realise how you actually give, give orders, Kiefer. You don't give orders yeah. that blasted, that you know what I mean? I get a bit militant, yeah. I yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Was it a good clip? Or was oh, it was a great clip, Kiefer, yeah. You go, you know, well, <laughs> Martin Scorsese on the job. It was a little uh, clip, yeah. Uh, 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 I regret not going the first night as well because I heard the pop in the first night. Everyone was like, "Oh, that was cool." Oh, thank God you were there. A lot of people on the second night yeah. were there in the first night. Yeah, yeah. Did you get me? Yeah. yeah. I talked yeah. to those people that night. They were like, "Oh, we were here last night." Loads yeah. of people went twice because after the first night, I think we said like, "There's still a few tickets on sale," but the next night, yeah. loads of people Everyone just went, went out, back got then. tickets. Yeah. And yeah. Were like, going again, yeah. But we were two. The only thing that was the same was the fucking documentary. Yeah. They were two completely different jobs. Ah, what a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Go crack, wasn't it? Very good. Yeah. When you was asked me to do it, I thought it was just a part of the... I didn't know it was a big series. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be the whole show was like clipped up, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Part of the show. I thought it was just... What did you think the of the whole thing? The whole yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's all a true story, Kiefer. Every single thing that happened, no, that happened. I remember yeah. talking to the boys <laughs> in the flats. Yeah, I know, and it was funny, yeah. It's uh, just <laughs> very funny. Very, very yeah, we well had done. Like everyone in there having that little part and all deadly. Yeah. Very good, yeah. So we're talking about a little documentary we're doing about Terence's boy getting robbed that we showed at the live shows. We're going to release on YouTube. We just mm. don't know when. It's very, very soon. I'd yeah. say, I'd say well, no, we won't say that next week. <laughs> the next week, I'd say. Soon. But it's a great yeah. yeah. Especially if you watch it as one full thing, it'd be good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there'll probably even be more, more scenes in it. There's a couple of stuff that got cut out that didn't. Yeah, yeah, because mm. we wanted to have a, we had a, a bit more, but we wanted to make a short and sharper for the show, you know what I mean? Yeah, we didn't want yeah. people sitting there coming and going, yeah. to see the lads and we're looking at the blade, you know? Ah, you know no, I think mean? it was yeah. good. It caught everyone's attention. But it was, it was just good, in yeah. case, because you don't know how that's going to get out. Like, yeah, before we never did it before. Like, yeah. This oh, might not land. Like, yeah. something bigger for the next one now, what? Yeah, well, Tickets are on sale as well for the next two live shows. Thursday the 23rd, Friday the 24th. You must have bought tickets already then, did you, Kiva? I'm boy, I'll just text when he used the sword. You had me in the bleeding bleachers the last time. Oh, yeah, front row, Kiva, no problem. It was up the bleeding back with me. Do you know why I did that? Just in case one of us had something to say. Yeah, that's what it was. Have a long time getting up the same coming. I'll be out the bank though. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give us 10 minutes here. We're not getting choked out front of 2,000 people. Yeah. Keeva, you are shiting on about Blade, no? Church, what story with you, mate? You're in the UFC and all, and Blade battling Geordie Shaw heads and all. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on yeah. with you? In a world here, we are happy, aren't it? Yeah, it's been Like it's been mental for you. Mm. I remember even back then, I, I don't know, I think you were still fighting. I remember I was telling you, because remember I said I can't say that. And about. after the camera, he said, listen, my goal is the UFC. Yes. I, I thought you said that. I wouldn't say it because I was under contract. So you had to give me a flight proud. there when you looked at me. That's saying I was off. I no, know, but I was off fuck. camera. I said it to you. I was like, nah, yeah. the UFC. Because I was like, that's my goal here. Mm. I was literally just at the end of my contract at the force. And I was like, nah, I want to get to this UFC. That's my goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It took a while longer than, no, and then COVID happened. All that shit. It was delayed loads of fights and all. But yeah, I finally got there, yeah. Many more fights in Bellator did you have after that podcast? So that podcast was mid-2021. April 2021. 
Three more on Bellator? I think it was three more, yeah. Feels like you only had one and then you were gone. Yeah, I can't, maybe it was two more, was it? I can't remember. See, we COVID and all as well, but we're still around. Maybe it was like one or two more, yeah. One I think it, more. you think you only had one and then that was it, you were gone. And I remember thinking, that's it, he wanted out of that anyways. Oh, maybe, yeah. Or maybe it was one more, yeah, 2021, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I did a fight in that summer, I think. Then I was gone from Bellator, then I went on to... What was the next fight? Malted M yeah. fight. What was that experience like? Because we had John on not long after that, it was wasn't it? Literally there? about a week after. A week after, and he was telling yeah. us about that. It was a mad one. It was a mad set in the outdoor in the Coliseum. Yeah, I was there. I was at that Fort Elmo or something it's called. Oh, yeah, a deadly spot now. Yeah. Fucking you weren't at the fight. fights, though. No, it was yeah. where they fought, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. mad. Yeah. Mad. It was a deadly venue. Yeah, good. But I got a bad injury on the lead up to that fight. I tore me MCL in my knee. <laughs> Tore it completely off the bone, proper, and I uh, couldn't walk. And just got on with it and trained and wrapped it up every day. Was, my leg was fucked, couldn't really spar. And, and then the week before the fight, I was literally, my last wrestling session, went for a trip on the fence, and the thing literally popped, fell to pop, and I fell down to the ground on my hands and knees, crawling up. And I was like, this can't be happening. This is me literally me comeback fight, you know what I mean? I have to fight next week. Ended up getting a cortisone injection into it, numbed it all up, got on with the fight, won. And then after, I had to get surgery straight after then to reconstruct the surgery on it. So it was a load of cartilage floating around and the MCL was poxy, yeah. That's a bad one, that. The MCL isn't as bad as the ACL. ACL is the worst one. Mm. Mm. The MCL is pretty bad, yeah. It's a meniscus tear. It wasn't, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like an, the ACL is the one you need to focus on. That's one of the footballers there, wouldn't it? All it's the a time. bad one, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a common injury in MMA, but MCL wasn't as bad, quick enough recovery time, but it was just the fact going into the fight with a fucking injury. It was a nightmare. I think I remember John saying your man, you were fighting, was a bleeding lunatic. Ah, Lula, boys. <laughs> Mad thing. Waiting for me after the fight, waiting for me outside the hotel when I got back, wanted to bleed kill me. I remember that now, John was telling us. Like, another trainer? Mad. The fella was off the head. He was something wrong with him. Like was that was... the fight you put up? Did you finish him with yeah, ground yeah, pound yeah, elbows? Yeah. And you put up the video then after that? 16 you on the bike or something. On the bike so elbow. On the lead up to the whole thing. Yeah, my man was a kickboxing champion, kickboxing on it. He was, hadn't got a great MMA record, but he had a load of kickboxing. He fought Alistair over him, he mm. fought all these. Mm. He fought really big names on it, but like, people are beating him. So he was more of a striker from the Netherlands, from Amsterdam, K1 head. So in my head, I was like, right, I'm going to give it to him on the feet and get a nice spectacle and knock it, because he's not going to try taking me down. When I tore my knee, I was like, I can't afford to bleed and bounce around on my feet too much in case my leg goes. Yeah. My leg goes and I'm buckled, I'm on the ground then, so... I had to change the game plan that week and be like, right, just take him down and get on top of him, do you know what I mean? And finish him a ground pound. That was the whole thing. So for the whole week or two leading up to that fight, I was literally just like thinking about, right, get a hold of him, get him down, get on top of him and make it an easy fight because he's not a great grappler, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just dominate him with the grappling and then throw shots and try TK arms. So yeah. that worked out well. But yeah, but yeah, fucking after the fight in the cage, he was like, oh, you pussy, you fucking didn't fight me like a real man. You should have stood on the feet. I was like, mate, fuck you, do you know what I mean? It's an MMA fight. It's not a kickboxing match, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's calling me a bitch. That was that. Went backstage. He comes into the locker room. I thought he was coming in to apologise because <laughs> he lost the plot of me in the yoga. And I was like, oh, what's I was, on, I was literally on the FaceTime to me, ma, yeah? And my daughter. And I was, I was on the FaceTime. I was like, oh, and I seen him with a call me. I was like, I'll ring you back in a second, ma. He's like, oh, come here. Comes up to me. He's like, why the fuck you take me down? And all he starts saying to me. And I was like, what? And then at this time, all my teammates were all surrounding him, do you know what I mean? And the boys were in the background, like, thinking he was going to apologise as well. He's like, why the fuck you take me down? No, we want I want a rematch. Like, mate, I hit him about 36 elbows. Yeah. It was the most dominant fight I've ever had. It was easy. I was elbowing the head off him to the point where the referee pulled me off, do you know what I mean? Because he wasn't fighting back. He was only going to get more hurt. He was caught up. He was in bits. Yeah. Like, what do you think was going to happen? I was in full mount throwing 30 elbows at your head. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And then that was that. Told him the fuck off. Anyway, he's gone to the bus. Gets back to the hotel. Looks up. He's outside the <laughs> hotel with a bottle of bleeding champagne, sunglasses on his bleeding head, marching, pacing up and down. 
And I'm like, my board is like, that's your man there from the fight. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, gets off the bus, he's like pointing at me and all big mad head. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's just looking at me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is kicking off again proper. So we ended up getting away. And walks into the hotel, then press the door to lift the next while I turn around the corner there behind me. He's talking mad shit, pacing up and down the hotel. Oh, he was just like, bomb. The best part about the whole thing gets up to me hotel room. Where's his hotel room? Directly facing me on the <laughs> corridor. Didn't know it until I fucking gets back to the hotel room. The cunt's walking back to his room. I thought he was following me. I, I walks in, looks out the peephole. There he is going into his room. And I was like, of course he's staying in that bleeding room. <laughs> How did I not see him all week? But now he's staying in the room directly facing me. Do you know what I mean? So I'm in my hotel all night thinking, this cunt's going to burst through this door. Asking me for a rematch at about three in the morning. But it all worked out well. These MMA fighters can be a bit bleeding. Mad, yeah. But thankfully, we got over. I remember you putting up the video, though, of you in training and you're lying on the bag and your elbow yeah. like vicious vicious volume elbows yeah. and yeah. then I was like that's class because then side by side it's exactly what you're doing in the fight yeah. then you know what I mean that's it and that's what training is you know what I mean you try to replicate what you do in the gym and mm. sometimes like me old fights you know what I mean sometimes you get into the fight and you just bite down you're like it's a fight you know what I mean you can get carried away with the chaos of it happened a few times when we first few fights in the tray arena you listen to the crowd and yeah. you get drawn into a bit of a war you know what I mean and I, I do like love a war in a way you know what I mean sometimes I get into the fight and I'm like fuck it let's just go you know what I mean and it's not the smartest thing to do but sometimes it's necessary but you know, if choice it shouldn't be our first choice yeah. it should be in the back pocket almost you know what I mean like a trick like look look, mate you're losing this fight bite down you have to go to war here you're losing and then it's fine but sometimes for me I was on the reverse so I was like right let's just go to war innit? <laughs> from the bed it's not the smartest thing to do but um, yeah in the gym you're supposed to just try to replicate everything you do in the gym in the fight you know yeah. practicing a takedown you see it in your mind try and make it happen and in that fight that's exactly the way I seen it happen I was like just close the distance get a hold of him take him down get him mount once you're on top then he'll get tired and just elbow the head on. That was the goal. Mm. It literally worked exactly how I planned it. So mm. that was a good example of exactly how I planned that fight going to win. What came after that one, Kiba? After that one was... Been a little for a while, wasn't you? Yeah, well, I got me surgery, so I had to take a bit of time off of that. It was cowboy on I had a, I had a few cowboy. fights lined up, but again, all pull-outs, the whole yeah. the usual shit. It's been the story of your career. Yeah, man. I think, again, only in Australia there, someone said to me, you have the most amount of pull-outs in Irish MMA history, I think. And that's a fact. I've like, seen you know, that interview. And man. I was like, fuck, really? Like, and he's like, yeah, no, like, loads of people have pulled out against you. And yeah. I was like, yeah, when you think about it, they have, like, mm. our shows have fell through. And, you know, but this is the, the game we're in. Like, I didn't want to sign with anyone. Yeah. I was getting offered contracts to sign with, like, other organizations. And I kept saying, listen, no, I just want one fight deal, move on. Because I want the UFC. That was my goal, do you know what I mean? And if I sign a four fight deal, that's 18 months. It's yeah. two years of your life. Don't have two years to keep doing. Do you know what I mean? I want that one fight, move on, win, and move on. Then, then the Cowboy Oliveira fight came in the January of twenty. This year. This year, yeah, basically, and then uh, that was it. Then, as soon as I seen that on the page, I was like, yeah, so I need that fight. That's the one I need. If I beat him, I'm in the. You nailed there and then. As soon as I seen it, me teammate Pedro. He posted, we have a pro page for SBG, and he posted it, and he's like, is anyone interested in fighting this guy? And I looked at it, and I was like, yeah, well, if I clicked on it, I was like, that couldn't be real. It's like, he's in the UFC. I thought he was still in the UFC. So I texted Pedro, and I was like, what's the story? This is, is he fucking cut? And he's like, yeah, he just got cut, but he's won his last two fights outside the UFC, two first-round knockouts. So I was like, yeah, let's go. It was for a world title. It was a main event. So I thought, right, world title in Portugal, big arena, main event. That's a, that's a sure if I win that fight, that's a UFC contract. He's had 23 fights in the UFC, he's a big legend, you know what I mean? So I was thinking, that's it then. Once I win that one, 
done. I mean, mm. Do you know what I mean? So I just put everything into that. Finish him in the first round. Always expecting Bladen Dana to ring me on the Monday. Hey, yeah, <laughs> what's happening? I've seen you fight the weekend. Welcome to the UFC, but it doesn't really work like What that. was that moment like for you, though? Because he is a UFC legend. Yeah. And he's still an antichrist. And that was probably people. our most dominant performance. I, think I, against I don't him, know I think if it's the most dominant. Think it, was definitely me, it was definitely the highest profile fighter I fought, the most experienced and the best fighter I fought. You know? Yeah, but you, you yeah. look sharp. Yeah, I was. And I, I got noticed about that in the January till April I think it was April 1st actually so I had like a good four month stint of just focus you know what I mean and that was as I said to him earlier like I'm a preparation fighter you give me that notice I'll show up and I'll be a fight you know what I mean mm. it's gonna be don't give a fuck who it is it's gonna be a fight and they're gonna get the best of me do you know what I mean my last fight wasn't a good account of how good I actually am do you know what I mean that cowboy fight was like if we're gonna go to war I'm gonna be the last man standing here you know what I mean you're gonna go back down first and that's kind of what happened in that fight yeah. he came out with no respect thinking he was gonna just steamroll me mm. and then when I dropped him then everything just changed for him do you know what I mean so it was a good fight it was a it was a good, interesting build up you know what I mean obviously it was just like I've been watching him for years so I never had that before you know what I mean and when I met him he was mad confident he was cocky almost you know what I mean I oh, got that vibe this fella is just looking at me like I'm just I'm a nobody here yeah. and, uh, so, but I, I like that as well well, I relished in that. It kind of just lit a fire in me. I was like, this fella hasn't got a clue. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm going to mill him tomorrow. That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> I was looking at him and was like, mate, you're just human. I'm going to chin you. Like I, I said it to him. They're getting knocked out in the first round. He didn't speak English, so he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really know. I couldn't But as soon as I met him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to beat him tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, even the bit, do you remember the way hands and all? I was mad. Mm. Like, bleeding. I was a setup job as well, that though. They brought me over there to Lewis. Yeah. I didn't know that until I got there. The whole thing was there was this Portuguese organization, but they're all Brazilian lads running it. Obviously, he's a Brazilian legend, and they're friends. His friend is the mm. promoter, all this. So when we landed, and I got to the hotel and all, like, they weren't telling me the schedule. They weren't telling me the times of that. Nobody was speaking English. I was really like, what's going on? I'm the main event for the belt. I thought I got special treatment here. Do you know what yeah. I mean? None of that. None, like, none. Even the Wayans was like, oh, yeah, the Wayans are four o'clock in the shopping center. Make me on way there. They all had buses leaving. Didn't tell me about them. I'm there getting an Uber to the fucking thing. Gets there. No one was talking to me for ages. And I was like, what's going on here? Am I even fucking facing off this bloke? Or what? They were all eating that dinner. It was in a, bleeding, a restaurant, do you know what I mean? And uh, when we got there, there must have been about 500 Brazilians in the fucking restaurant. I know I had about six people with me. Do you remember? And they made a big circle and we had to face off. And you're all screaming. And then my six boys were louder than everyone. Yeah. They were running the muck, you know what I mean? Saying, ole, ole, and all. And it was... Uh, it was tense, it was a mad environment, but again, I love that, do you know what I mean? That's the real fights I love, I relish in that environment, do you know what I mean? It's mm. chaos, but I love the chaos of it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even on the night, it was chaos, like I was getting billed, they were all screaming that, oof, I'm yeah. but it was like in there, I was like, oh, this is going to be a That means fight. you will die, doesn't it? Paul? Yeah, you're going to I mean, die, you're yeah, going to die. You're going to yeah. die. I never had that before, I've never been, I've been billed before, but never like that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been like, the crowd's been against me, but over but there, that was, was a whole arena against you. Yeah. And as soon as I dropped them, they were in the middle of chanting that, and then they just went dead silent. Yeah. And Pedro came straight away after the fight was like, "Bro, you silenced like <laughs> ten thousand people. They were you." And as soon as I dropped them, they just went silent. And it was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> and then after the fucking now in fairness I think after I won I said something on the microphone like oh viva fucking I don't know Portugal or something or abrogado and then everyone was clapping they were all respectful and all they were sound you know what I mean but walking out and all was a mad little fucking a mad vibe yeah, yeah. it was tense but he was respectful as well when he came back so in I came backstage he was me? being sound I deserved the UFC and yeah, yeah I hit, as soon as I hit him that right hook he didn't remember anything you've seen stars and I was like oh, he was sound yeah and he's like oh you deserve it he was saying you deserve the UFC he's like you know bound down 
down and stuff and shaking hands and well done. And, yeah. and I was like, mate, you're a legend. Like, literally, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm watching your years. Like, but it was good to be in there with someone at, at that level, you know what I mean, that I knew for years. And when you be someone, it kind of solidified in my head. It's like, I can beat these people. I'm saying it for years. Well, I mean, it's nothing if I'm just saying it. I need to do it, do you know what I mean? But that was a good opportunity to show people, I can fucking beat these people and finish them in one round, do you know what I mean? If you give me a chance. And he wasn't washed either. That's just Mate, he was not, he's the thing. He was coming off, he was knocking out. And then he, I beat him and then he went on to knock someone out right after me again, yeah. the first round with the hip throw. Did you see that one? No, I didn't he see He went it. for a Nucci Mata, the hip throw, and your man landed on his head and it was a first round KO. See, he wasn't plexing the fall. In the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it was, eh? Landed on his bleeding head, knocked him out. The man's first day, cowboy Oliveira Spark. Come here. Yeah. You, uh, you called out Dana in, in the Octagon after that on the yeah, week, yeah. yeah? So you said you were expecting a phone call that week. Mm. What's it like when you don't get it then? Uh, I was kind of waiting. I was like, right, just patient. You know what I mean? Be patient about this. It'll happen. I was just like, it's going to happen 100%. It went too big that fight, did it? it blew up. Do you know what I mean? It was like big. And everyone was tagging. Dana, do you know what I mean? Mm. Hell, oh, was it went big. It went big. That, yeah. And I was like, that's me. You know, you were screenshotting as well that you seen your story. I remember that. You yeah. were put up and he was looking at your yeah. story. sent back fire emojis. Did he, yeah. And I was like, yeah. Um, Flaring with you now. Now you have a board. Oh, he said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it to him in Australia. So everyone was tagging him in the whole lot, blah, blah. Just there, gone in Australia, I was queuing up to do the mock weigh-ins. And we were all in, in order, yeah. So like everyone was, always number one. So I was the first foot at night. So I was the top of the queue. I'm standing there and you have to wait there about 10 minutes. Next while Dana walks up. So I was like, Dana stands there, Bruce Buffer, the ring girls. And I was looking, I was like, oh, what's up, boss? Me giving it the big one. What's happening? Oh, I'm Kiva Cross. Nice to meet you and all. Thanks for the contract and all giving it the big one. And I was like, um, I was like, get there early tomorrow, yeah? Because you don't want to miss what I have. And I was giving it bleeding loads. And uh, I was like, by any chance, did you see all them tags on Instagram? I was like, I knocked out Cowboy Oliveira in April. And thousands of people are tagging me. goes, I'll be honest with you, I don't really see much on Instagram. People tagging me in things that go somewhere else and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right, but just make sure you're there early tomorrow, boss. Yeah, when you see what I'm going to do. <laughs> as soon as my fight was over, I was like, oh, I hope fucking Dana didn't get up early for this fucking thing. I was like, oh, I hope he wasn't in the venue. Oh, stop. Sorry, boss, if you're out there, yeah. Next time, the next time, I swear. <laughs> I was literally in the van thinking that on the way back to the hotel. I was like, me bleeding, telling Dana to get there early. I was eight in the morning, do you know what I mean? I was like, you better not have got up. <laughs> I hope he stayed in bed for that one, fuck. Oh. Well, yeah, that's confidence. You have to be confident. You, yeah, know? you have to talk it and then you take your chances. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's the most vulnerable spot you can be in. So mm. it is what it is. Before we get to exactly this fight, just at the happening, mm. you took a detour after the Cowboy Oliveira fight. Yeah, well, they were coming. That that boxing thing, it was, I think, a week before the Oliveira fight. They reached out to me and they were like, hey, if you want any interest in fighting Arden from Geordie Shore, Arden's manager texted me. And I actually know him from over the years. And I know, yeah, I just wrote back, nah, I have this fight now next week. And then after this, it's UFC for me. And he goes, ah, bro, big money to be made in this. It's a different game. And I goes, ah, look, I'm not into a celebrity boxing yoke. And I goes, plus, Arden had never fought me. And he wrote back, no, he asked for it. And I was like, hardly. <laughs> and then obviously, your ego was like, he asked for me in Dublin? Hardly. Do you know what I mean? I didn't believe that for one second. Because I've known Arden over the years. I met him loads of times. Nice bloke. Mm. No chance. He would want to fight me, you know what I mean? Forgot about it anyways. I said no. And then after that fight, weeks were going, boy, text me again. How are you? The dates changed. Because it was supposed to be originally in April. That's kind of why I said no. So I was like three weeks after the Oliveira fight. I said, no, I'm not even boxing around. Folks in MMA. And then he said, look, oh, it's going to be in July if you've any interest. I said no again, waiting on the call, you know what I mean, for the UFC. My manager was like, look, nothing's getting said back. The contender series is there, though, but it might not be till October. 
And I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to get straight into the fucking UFC. I meant to be in a legend the first round. Surely they gave me a shot, you know what I mean? And the Irish sign, nah, not happening. I don't think it's going to happen. October, contender series, that's what I'm pushing for. Again, your man's still hounding me about this boxing yoke. Three arena, Kiva, I'll put you up on the bill. It's going to be huge. And I was like, ah, fuck it. You know, what else am I doing? Do you know what I'm saying? If I have another MMA fight, it's a risk. I can't go less than Cowboy Oliveira. I have to go bigger than him. Mm. It's very hard to get a bigger fight than a UFC legend. Like, there's no mm. UFC vets. For, I would have fought another UFC veteran if they had one flowing around, but there was none. It was like, oh, you're going to fight this nobody on this nobody show for no money. Or do the profile boxing yoke. It doesn't affect me MMA record or whatever. It's a wishy-washy boxing yoke. Have a bit of fun with it. Make a few profile, ways. Make a few, all that shit, you know what I mean? So I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do that for a few weeks. Went to the boxing gym for six weeks. Just put my head down, boxed, and... I actually really enjoyed it, to be honest. I enjoyed the train and the lead-up to it. Do you know what I mean? The Celtic Warriors with Pascal and a few of the boys down there, Daniel O'Sullivan, Craig O'Brien from Doors Estuary, inspired yeah. him and stuff. Learned loads of good stuff about boxing in, in that, that six-week stint. Um, was loving the train. It was actually a lot easier on my body. Like, it wasn't sore on my back and my neck. And, you know what I mean? I was actually enjoying just improving in boxing. And then it was fun. The tray arena was bleeding yeah, up and it was yeah. fun. It's always good to find the tray arena. It again, <laughs> goes back to the legacy thing. Like shit like that, walking out to Aslan. All that was huge, you know what I mean? And yeah. Chris, it was Christy Dignam's Months Minds that day. Yeah. That's why I, I wanted the Aslan song, do you know what I mean? And it just worked so well. Everyone was singing. Was, that's something I'll never forget, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Taking it with me forever. And then obviously finding someone like Arden is such a big name. And it was loads of eyeballs on it. The yeah. most amount of eyeballs I've ever got for the fight. Apart from me last one, the UFC was big, big. Yeah, but like yeah. that one was like blew me up. It the build-up to it was gassed and even the post fight after yeah. they were like, I'm only messing. I used to love Geordie Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking me bollocks yeah. laughing. That was gassed. It was. It was funny. But were, I was getting set up left, right and centre. Like I was getting to these interviews and they were like, well, he's going to give a loads in here to you, yeah? And I was like, oh, is he, yeah? yeah. I was like, yeah, right, we'll see. I was, I was amped up then. I was like, right, fuck him. And he wasn't opening his mouth. No, he was just lying to me. Think yeah. me real. <laughs> so I was going in there ready to defend myself thinking this fella's going to get fresh with me you know what I mean and he's just sitting there nice couldn't have been nicer couldn't have been nicer and then after I was like ah oh, I went a bit bleeding now about this <laughs> but then I was like fuck it is what it is you know what I mean yeah. I had a bit of laugh but it was fun I loved some it. atmosphere down there wasn't it it was, it was full of Brazilians as well that's what it was and they all loved me they all yeah. loved the Irish and mad they were all on the Irish side Oh, I love the Brazilians. Who was your man that was fine? That was a comedian or something? One of your Brazilian Never comedian. even heard him, to be honest. That Brazilian fella came out and I swear yeah, to God you mad. want to see the place. Mad. It was fucking mad. They had the whole a building show. football team and all cage or, or rings with. You want to see it? Was it? I think it was you who was saying that you walked through town with him, didn't you? No, it wasn't me. I don't know him. Who walked it? Someone said they walked because I was talking to you and Kane after. Remember down in the mm, hotel? Maybe it was Kane. He was training with Kane for a bit. I think. Then it was Kane. who said he said he walked through town with him. He said he'd never seen anything like it. He said he, he's walked through town yeah. with Connor before, and not this many people come up to him. He's a megastar, yeah. He's who is he? Who is your man? Like a Brazilian he's comedian, like a comedian or something like that. Fuck, he does a bit of everything. And what he was scrapping on that card, wasn't yeah. it? Main event. You want to see it? He though. lost though. He lost. I don't know who the other bloke is, but he lost. It was supposed to be a good fight. Could he fight? There was like five thousand people decent, or something yeah. thirty, yeah, and four thousand nine hundred of them were Brazilian. Yeah, I heard that. I, I want to see the whole play. And there was a Brazilian board point on it as well, wasn't it? Yeah, the she game, was, like, she one was a mega star as well. And she Big. played, and you want to see the crowd, mate. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And they were doing that chant, that thing, what you were saying. Oof, all, bro, he was like, oh, that's dead. I didn't know you will do. He was like, Jesus, that's a bit twisted, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it was a great atmosphere. It was good fun, and it was like, it was good to do something different. I've always wanted a box. Yeah. I've always wanted to do it, you know what I mean? And it was like, just at the right time, I'll do it. So there was no right time, really. It was like, ah, fuck, I'll just do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then you dropped him as well. That was good crack. Yeah. Until he was tougher than I thought. Yeah, he took, he took some I smacks. stopped him twice. Yeah. And he kept coming. You know what I mean? He took some smacks. He did. He was fitter than I thought. I thought he'd blow his load. Yeah. And get tired. And I'd just keep coming and I keep hitting him. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, fair play to him. He stayed in the fight. Even after I dropped Even him. Even after I dropped him. I thought, him, yeah. this is his way. He's going to get out. And then I dropped him the second time, got another count. 
And then I was like, I have him here, he's done now. But he stayed, innit? Yeah. He's, yeah. He's Brilliant team there. previous fights before even you fought, man. I was like, he actually, yeah. he has the fun. We talked about that in the fun. flats out there doing that video. Yeah. He can box. Like, like. He can box. I know. It's funny how it works. If you're famous for something and then you say, I'm going to fight, people will just disregard everything about your ability yeah. in combat and just think you're just that person that does that thing on the telly I know about. Yeah. They won't give you any credit for your training, any credit for your skill set. Like if Justin Bieber went to fucking a boxing gym for two years straight and got really good, like shit hot good, people would be like, oh, he's sure he's Justin Bieber. It's like, no, mate, you're not looking at the skills here. You're yeah. just thinking that's your man that sings. You yeah. know I mean? You're not giving him credit because Arden was actually a dedicated boxer for a good few he years. He fought in yeah. Bellator. Fought, mate, he was on decent record knocking people out. Yeah. Fought, and Mayweather thing was a bit of a Mickey Mouse show but still it was like a spar spar Mayweather is stand to you do you know what I mean yeah. he had a few what are boxing fights a few handbags maybe fought but his skills were good I knew his skills were good so I knew if I was lacking it's going to make me look stupid yeah. I knew I'd beat him off the couch I'd beat him if I had to do you know what I mean but I knew nah, I'm going to be sharp here going in here because I don't want to just beat him I want to outclass him and more importantly than just like hurt him I want to outbox him ah, I want to show it. people that I can actually box box yeah. I can switch into that mode and actually like out jab him slip move mm -hmm. my head and be sharp in boxing too because it is a different sport and you have to respect that you can't go in like a wild MMA fighter do you know what I'm saying? Like everything is a bit different in there and you have to respect that as well. We can I mean, box, but at the end, I was kind of thinking, it was nearly a bit of a mismatch. On this I know, thing. it was. The guy knew I was level 10, but the fact he asked for it. Yeah. I asked him that and he's like, yeah, no, I wanted to challenge me. I was like, you cheeky bastard. You, <laughs> he asked the wrong person. you asked for the wrong person in Dublin. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was a little bit like, fuck you, mate. You're yeah. asking for me. What, I can't box. I was thinking like that then. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's why I put the whole game proper for that one. You yeah. know what I mean? But I was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun, yeah. A few quid in there. What's that, Kiva? Ah, well, no comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> the UFC eventually tell us how that happened. Yeah, well, it's funny because again, the contender series. My manager must hate me. I was hounding him, hounding every day. Even I heard about. It. I had said it to you. Remember, I was like, "Keep us going to the contender series," yeah. and that's why I had no contact with you. It was said to me, "Keep yeah. us going to the contender series." Yeah, everyone was saying to me, it "Was kind of like out there without." I never said that to anyone, but yeah. it was out there, do you know what I mean? People putting two and two together. Yeah, because the contender series season was coming up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It starts in August, finishes in October. Mm. That's how it works, and they run it. Do you know what I mean? They do every Tuesday night, fucking a match off for the contract or whatever. So it seemed like that's what's going to happen now. So the last we heard was, I'm on the list to be matched for the contender series. So in my head, I was thinking, right, I'm going to be on that. Fuck it. Here it is what it is. You have a fight, and then Dana determines whether he wants you to be in the UFC or not, on the spot. I'm sure you've seen the show. Yeah, yeah. every Tuesday. So that was yeah. the thing. So I was like, right. So I was, again, I was kind of like, ah, oh, fuck's sake. Like, I don't really want to do this contender series, but I'll do whatever it takes to get in here. Whatever they want me to do. So this was going on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Nothing said back. He's like, oh, look, just stay patient. We're trying to work. It's mostly going to be October now because all of the cards are filled up. But there was one welterweight fight in October that you could be potentially on. So it was gory. So I was, again, a bit like disheartened. I wasn't really training that much. I came off the boxing yoke, took a bit of time off just because it was too much all that boxing yoke was. was kind of training, but wasn't really training. And my manager texts me on the weekend. He was like, what's the story? Can you send me your passport? And if you have any criminal history. <laughs> and I text him, I was like, boy he goes the UFC have reached out and I was like no way he goes yeah that's a great sign this that means the wheels are in motion you're most likely going to be a match for October contender series so I was like yes like I was buzzing do you know what I mean I was like yes like he goes that's a great when they ask for information that's a great sign but you have to make sure no criminal history once your passport want to do a little check I was like deadly sent it 
Sorry, Keeva. If you had criminal history, it's a no-go. No, they probably match it somewhere where you it don't depends. need checks. I think it depends. All the contender series are in Vegas, so it's you need an American visa. So yeah. I think to get your visa in order, ah, yeah. they have to do all that type yeah. of shit. You know so what I mean? So Strickland had to get sorted out to go to Australia. As yeah, well. yeah. You have Same, to like everyone, yeah, yeah, they were all that. So, so. supposedly that's why. Sorry, if I couldn't across yeah, yeah. you. Hamza, yeah. that's why he's not fighting in America because those issues with his. Yeah. All his fights are also in America now. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Basically, a lot of people. There's ways around it. You know what I mean? But they make it look cool. They be like, oh no, Terence is already fighting in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. He's up to his neck and convictions. <laughs> yeah, a few days went boy blah blah and then again nothing was said and it was the Wednesday night so this is two weeks before the fight then Wednesday night me and my board are watching uh, Kanye West documentary on yeah. Netflix genius yeah great documentary literally I'm sitting there and it was the part of the documentary where he's walking through Times Square 2010 2011 and he's just floating around he's talking shit into the camera no one's stopping him and my board says to me um, that's mad isn't it? the way he can just walk around Times Square there do you know what I mean but fast forward now he could never walk down Times Square and I was like yeah that is mad and she goes imagine in a few years you're not going to be able to walk down O'Connell Street and I was like I'm always going to be able to walk down O'Connell Street no matter what happens I'm going to be walking down and she goes ah oh, well you know people are bleeding coming up to you. Like, I'll always walk down O'Connell Street hmm. literally in the middle of saying the sentence my phone rings and this is like half 10 11 o'clock at night and it's my manager already and I was my heart sunk he never rings me and he never rings me late do you know what I mean so I answered the phone I was like oh what's up he's like hey what's up man listen have some bad news, but got some good news too on the positive. And I was just like, right, go on. What, what's, what's happening? He goes, listen, Contender Series not going to work out. They're not interested. They don't want you on it. But welcome to the UFC. And I was like, what? And he goes, two weeks, Sydney. Congratulations. And I was like, what? And my board was like, start screaming. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say? And I was like, Sydney? Australia? And I, I didn't even sink in. Do you know what I mean? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, four fight deal, UFC, you're straight in. Congratulations. And I was like, fuck. I nearly threw the phone. Yeah. I was like, no chance. I was like, you serious? Yeah, I thought there was a contender series. And then all I thought was, two weeks? Like, me, wait. I haven't really been training. I was thinking all the negative shit straight away. I was like, oh, no. Like, this is like couldn't have come at the worst times. You know what I mean? It was a bit heavy. I was like, I was like, what do you mean, Australia? Like, like Sydney? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, do I have an opponent? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's Israel Adesanya's training partner. And I was like, right, who is it? And he goes, oh, he's a debut as well. I don't really know him, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know, just all happened real quick. And I was like, fuck. And he's like, yeah, how's your weight? And I was like, man, I don't know. I have to check. 88 to 9 kilos. I think I'm heavy. Like, this is going to be a tough one. So I hung up the phone, I was like, Jesus. So I was sitting there for a few minutes and I was just trying to process it, do you know what I mean? I was like, this is madness. I was like, fucking Australia, do you know what I mean? Of all places. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't I wasn't training for the fight. I was kind of just in and out of the gym training a bit, like, but not like, you know, in it to train. So I rang my nutritionist, Tristan. I was like, listen, mate, I'm not to get an opportunity here. I'm 89 kilos. What do you reckon? He goes, 100%. You will, you will be able to make it, but you're going to have to listen to everything I say. And it's going to be very fucking hard. And I was like, look, I've done 10 kilos in a week before. But, you know, nearly killed myself. He goes, yeah, it's going to be tough, but we'll do it. So I rang around a few of my coaches, teammates. Then Connor FaceTimed me and he was he didn't even know. He was like, fuck, you just got in because we have the same manager. And he gave me great advice. He was in Cannes at the time. He was like, get over here. We'll do a little stint to train and 100% we'll set a little camp for you and all. Because Keen and Lee, who are two of my main training partners, kind of replicate your man in a way. Your man was a six foot three, good striker, but seriously good judo and jiu-jitsu. Mm. Lee is a tall, solid grappler, best jiu-jitsu going, keen, tall striker. Do you know what I mean? So it, yeah. it makes sense for me to go over there and try and spar these lads and move around with these lads and get used to it. And obviously Connor and having all that little crew there. So literally within the day or two, he flew me over there, trained. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was a mad two weeks. It was crazy, do you know what I mean? 
like even that night I didn't sleep or I was literally like wide awake all night he, he rings me at 11 o'clock at night I'm going to bed I normally go to bed about half 11, 12 yeah. I'm training you know what I mean yeah. I was lying in bed on literally on like, like about buzzing, 5, 6 yeah. in the morning just like what the fuck not even buzzing just in like God, that's nuts you know what I mean it wouldn't sink in right with me yeah and it just didn't hit me right you know what I mean I couldn't say anything yet but uh, within a couple of days, then I, I was able to announce it. But yeah, it was a mad two weeks. I was kind of advising you on being ah, the best the week and stuff like Absolutely. Like he was on FaceTime to him for ages. He's like, what you think? And he's like, 100%. You deserve it. You know what I mean? You're, you're in now. Like, you're fucking all the years of hard work. And well, he would have seen the years of hard work in the gym. Yeah, he right? did. And, and you know what I mean? He, gave me, he always gives me good advice. He all, he's always given me good advice over the years. That like, Advice that you could never fucking pay for. You know what I mean? Advice that, I mean, he's seen it and done it all. He's the biggest and the best that's ever come out of this country. You know what I mean? He's, mm. he's been there, he's done that. So everything he says to me, I listen to, you know what I mean? Yeah, Flew you over and stole ah, That was madness, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's the up. fucking, he's the man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I went there and I was like, oh, my flights are a bit like all over the shop. He goes, don't worry about it. I'll pay for everything. I was like, ah, sure. And like, <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be, I thought it was just getting flown over. I yeah. didn't know it was going to be a first class job. I was literally like, what the fuck, man? Like he's a legend, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's fucking, and he is, he's that person that literally would look after his own always. Mm. He looked after us big time. Yeah, I remember we seeing the Foxy tweet about that as well. It's like, how the fuck are they paying for that? And all the comments were like, how the fuck do you think? Like, it's not rocket science. And he, and he didn't you know have I mean? to, do you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like, I wasn't on the plane, all I kept thinking was, he didn't have to do this. No. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I went over to the gym, he was buzzing, he had already watched all my opponents' fights. You know what I'm saying? He was invested. He was like, mate, I'll watch him. He's tall. This and this shot would be great for this. Perfect. He can do that. And, I, and everything he was saying was everything I was thinking because I watched him as well. And everything he was saying was literally all the shots I was thinking. Then it was like, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. right about all these shots. His fight IQ is, when you have a conversation about fighting with him, he's the most intelligent person I've ever talked to about fighting. But period. You know what I mean? He's so fucking smart when it comes to fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a fighting mm -hmm. genius. Like He knows fighting inside out you know what I mean so everything you were saying I was like yeah I completely agree you know, there's yeah. nothing I was like oh I don't know he, everything was perfect mm. do you know what I mean he's so fucking smart and just the advice about everything and the feeling on the build up to it getting overwhelmed the confidence going in all of that and he was on me every day then even when I landed he was asking me about me wait how are you doing what's your sleep like he was on me do you know what yeah. I mean and I was I appreciate all that and just giving me good advice about the week how'd you feel was it good to put on the tracks it was like what did I feel like and all you earned that and all think about that and all and then he was talking about back in the day like remember Iceland you were saying it and all now you're here like relish it don't fucking stress enjoy this like because it is very easy like I was getting a very stressful week it is a stressful week you know what I mean and obviously with the UFC it's such a big fucking monumental thing do you mm. know what I mean that you can get caught up into people call it the UFC jitters do you know what I mean it's like oh fuck yeah you've, you've had loads of fights but you've never fought in the UFC mm. it's a common thing can you feel the difference completely honestly no I felt the difference in like how great it all was and how like professional it was and I've never been looked after as well fight week and all the staff were unbelievable everything was clockwork everything was like if it's 8am it's 8am if it's 10am it's 10am there was none of this you get there at 10 and you're waiting till half 10 where's your are we not doing the photo shoot now oh yeah I'll be with you in a bit like there's always a bit of that with everyone with the UFC it was like you had a schedule it was fucking on time everything was clockwork it was amazing do you know what I mean yeah. all the staff are sound like everyone was just it was perfect do you know what I mean so it was the best organization I've ever been with yeah, you know yeah. to this day like, and that's why it's number one yeah, it's yeah, all that yeah. type of shit you know what I mean yeah. even your food and all your hand your bags of food every morning times on it how to eat it to not get bad stomach when you're cutting weight all that shit was that's me it was amazing even after the, 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 the weigh-ins like your rehydration shake I fell out just handed to you 
you know, but everything was like so professional. I never had that before, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I felt like this is brilliant. This is exactly how a fighter should be treated yeah. at this level. Do you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, uh, it was something else, yeah. Yeah, you're like top of the field chain now. The this best of it, the yeah. best, like, yeah. Like, mm. but like in terms of jitters, like, like I was very nervous, obviously. But I get very nervous before every fight, and if I'm not nervous, I get nervous. You know what I mean? Because like I have to be shitting to perform. Normally, when I get real nervous, I know I'm switched on. I'm gonna perform. Because when I feel like I'm, I'm too comfortable, I have to wake up a bit. I like, come on, mate, like snap out of this now. Yeah, Don't be yeah. too comfortable. Mm. So you want to be relaxed, but you want to be nervous. Yeah. It was very nervous. It was nothing different. It was like another day to me. It was like another fight. I've done this so much in my life. Yeah, but in terms of now, you don't want to make excuses, man. Yeah, mm. but the reality is, you got the phone call. It was two weeks now to see what heavy. You had a lot of weight to lose. And in Adam, another, in on Sydney, the other side of the bleeding planet, Australia. Yeah, that in was his that. time zone as well. If you but want to look at it that way. But like so, so it could look like we're trying to make excuses, whatever. That's just reality and that's just facts. That's what happened, yeah? Yeah. It was two weeks notice, you were heavy, and it was on the other side of the planet. But what shook me earlier on is you what was your walk time? Yeah, yeah. mad early. This was the mad part. I didn't know any of this until this I got there. Me yeah. up. I was like, what? It was so I was walking to the cage at 8 a.m. You know what I mean? Because you were watching at 11 p.m. So we're yeah, in the, I didn't Australia's know that. I thought it was you was at like evening time. I thought it was like 6 p.m. I thought you were going to be watching it in the daytime. Yeah. I wasn't going to be fighting in the evening time. That's yeah. what I thought. Mm. When I got there, the bus left the hotel at 6 a.m. So I'm up at 5 a.m. No breakfast, no nothing. Didn't sleep the night before. You know, because sleep, my sleep was all over the shop. Bus leaves at 6. I'm literally walking to the cage at 8 a.m. It was weird. You know what I mean? It was so, a bit strange, but... But you so fought your whole life in the evening. I don't know yeah, yeah. you've ever had a fight in the morning. I've had one fight in the morning as an no. amateur and I felt like bleeding. It was mad. As an amateur. So, yeah. uh, like, you've been a professional by how long? I know. And then you've just suddenly grew up at 5, be gone at 6 and fight at 8 in the morning. Yeah. In the morning? We couldn't even do a podcast <laughs> in the morning yeah, at the start. It was, it was just strange. be bollocks. And it's funny because like, I was like obviously like in a mindset of like, I don't give a bollocks what time it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you're looking around the warm ground, all the coaches had their eyes closed. <laughs> they were all yawning and everyone's on the ground lying down all bollocks. When like, did you get there? Just, the energy in the room was different. No one was playing music because it was morning time. Everyone yeah. did a chill out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, I got there... Nine days, I think, before the fight. I think we flew on the Tuesday. We landed on the Wednesday, and then I fought the following Saturday. Did you get me? So maybe eight, nine days, or ten, maybe ten days before the yeah. fight. So you were ten days in Australia. Ten days in Australia. But see, when people say like, "Oh, like you get used to it after like a week or on," takes a while to get used yeah, to. No, it. Yeah, no, sleeping yeah. especially. And then when I got out with the a.m. yoke, when I do like, you're fine at a.m." My sleep was then fucked up. I was like, "What time do I go to bed and wake up at then?" I have to start training at a.m. in the morning then. Do you know what I mean? So mm. it was like we were getting up and going to the gym then just to get used to like, you know, waking our body up and hitting the pads at eight o'clock in the morning or whatever. And that was even weird as well for the week, you know what I mean? So you got the call on a Wednesday. That means you had to fly out then the following Tuesday. So I flew from the Wednesday, went to France for a few days, went there on the Friday till the Tuesday. And then from France, then we went from France, Germany, Germany, Singapore, Singapore, Australia. I didn't feel like you were in Australia that long. I thought you were only there for about four or five days. No, yeah, no, it was, it was about 10 days. And then we literally flew out the day after the fight then. Yeah. In and out job, like, yeah. So that's mad, like, in the spaces. Now, I can't go, listen, the f listen, first class as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was a big Hell, way yeah. off my yeah, shoulders. Yeah. Like, I was dreading the economy, sitting there for fucking 24 hours of travel. That's what it went to. I think it was 30 hours overall with the stopovers. But, like, on a plane, you're there, like, on... 24 hour plane. Mm. One of the planes was nine hours, one of them was 14 and a half hours, and the other one was three hours. It was mad. It was a stint. Do you know what I mean? So, but like having the bed, sleeping on it all, fuck me, like night and day. Like, I got off the plane and I had an eight hour sleep. 
you know what I mean? So I was fresh getting off the plane. That like saved me life big time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine it doing the economy. Yeah. Like all the other lads were coming from America were giving out saying, oh fucking economy sitting here for hours. And I was just like, fuck that. <laughs> Thank God. Honours me, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, but Thank it's God actually mad. You think how quick of a turnaround that was. So do you mm. know what I mean? Like, And then definitely the time zone is going to have a part to play. But I didn't know that was an early morning one. Because yeah. being honest with you, after you go I knocked her off and went to bed. I was yeah. like, fuck that, I'm not staying up with yeah. this late Strickland card. Yeah. And I went, so they would have fought, what, about 11 in the morning? No, they. I think their fight was scheduled for quarter past 1 or 2 p.m. So it was five hours give or take for that whole card? I think so, yeah. Fucking Maybe hell. one, yeah, maybe 12, maybe earlier, I can't remember, yeah, because I left, as soon as the, the fight was over, they put you straight into a bus and you go back to the hotel. Like, yeah. No way around. They give you tickets and you can go back into the venue if you want, the boy was just like, get me over here. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, obviously I fucking lost the thing, so I didn't want to hang around. Yeah. It was want. deadly following it though, because like, I could see your story and in the promo with Johnny Man saying you so I need you to throw this combination and just keep doing that you're throwing a combination and yeah. we're seeing that from behind the camera yeah. you know what I mean then you see yeah. it on the telly and then like yeah. you're looking at Kane's story he's backstage and all the production crew are running yeah. around it was killed all oh, it was, was unbelievable it was, it was kind of and I was trying not to get caught up into it because my whole thing is I've been in this game a long time you can't get caught up into the lights you know what I mean and I try not to get caught up into the lights till after the fight then I enjoy it, do you know what I mean? I enjoy the crowd, I enjoy the whole, fuck me, look around, the whole thing, do you know what I mean? But mm. for the fight itself, I'm just tunnel vision. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit, don't care about and meeting anyone, doing that. Get me to that locker room, I'm going to warm up and switch on, I'm going to win this fight, and then afterwards I'll calm down and enjoy everything, do you know what I mean? I see fighters getting caught up into everything and they get so excited, they forget your fight, you know you're fighting in an hour, do you know what I mean? Mm. Don't be getting caught up into this shit, like, because you can, it's very easy to get sucked into that side of things. And I embrace it and I enjoy it and all, but the number one objective is to win a fight. Yeah. That's it. If you don't win that fucking fight, it doesn't matter. N mm. None of this matters. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's, to me, obviously I lost, and, but it's the sport we're in, man. It's the hardest sport in the world, do you know what I mean? And it's like little intricate details. You, you fuck up and he capitalises, game over, it's done. And it's not like a football match where I'll oh, play them next Sunday, get them again. It's not like that. You lose that fight, you're like, it's a good chance you'll never see him again. Probably not, do you know what I mean? No, yeah. probably not, do you know what I mean? That's just the way it works. I wouldn't expect to see him again. Yeah. I'll move on to the next well, one. I think that's you know a, I mean? that's a, I heard you saying that in an interview a long time ago, and it's the best thing that I've ever heard for MMA fighters and boxers and all this. Like, records mean so much these days, like the fighting records and whatever. Yeah. And you were like, it's literally a fight. Like, it's not like a football team, they lose one week, it's okay, they can go out and win the next week, but mm. if we lose a fight, oh, our career is over, we're finished, we're done. Yeah. Why does it have to be so severe? Like, you know what I mean? We're mm -hmm. fighting people. I can lose here, but I can go out and get them again at some stage, or I can go out and win another fight and get back on the horse. Mm. I think people are so caught up these days in, what's the record? What's the record? Fuck the bleeding record. They're going out and having a bleeding, a knock, like, you know what I mean? Mm. And I think people get so caught up in that. A hundred percent, and especially like, look, boxing and MMA, look, if you look at any boxer that starts, you know what I mean, their first 10, 15, 20 yeah, fights. it's pretty easy to get the 15 Everyone's and 20 and anyone, yeah. Like, and it's like, how are you 20 and all? It's because you're fighting a person called a journeyman yeah. who has a very important role within boxing because, I mean, you need journeymen to build your record. Or, but the mindset behind boxing is so different to MMA that, like, we're building him up. There's none of that in MMA where building you up. I was never built up. I built myself up and I was like, here, you're fighting him. Yeah. And you'd look into him and be like, fuck, this lad's an animal. It's like, I oh, know, yeah, but that's... And you're going to get 500 euro for that. And you're like, 
All right. You know what I mean? Them Bama fights in the tree, and I was getting the 500 quid for that. I wasn't like I was getting bleeding mad cash or anything. I was getting no money. All my money came from ticket sales. I was going around selling tickets like I was selling bleeding crack or something. I was going around hustling them tickets out to get me money up. Because yeah. like I got like say 20% of the commission or something. So I was trying to sell as many tickets as I could to make some money for me fight. But they weren't giving me good money or anything. And I'd be yeah. maybe his record is 3 and 0, but he's 3 and 0, but he's also a brown belt in jiu-jitsu and he's also had like 50 boxing fights and he's a juice head tough cunt and you're like yeah we could get really damaged here like even that josh plant fight's a good example like yeah. the, the wound the blood and all like not saying skill wise he was like elite level ufc you're talking about a lad who was a tough unit of a lad judo black belt good boxer awkward and just was in a fight he wouldn't back down you know what i mean it's easy to keep our jump in there you know what i mean it wasn't like he's a journeyman i'm gonna just steamroll him in a minute do you know what I mean? Like it's a boxing fight. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, a, it's a difficult fight for one of your first fights. No matter how you look at it. It wasn't like he was like 0 and 20 and he's going to take a dive when you hit him a few times. That happens in boxing a lot. All the time. All the time. So the records in MMA are always going to be like, it's going to be a few losses, a few wins. It's going to be hard to keep that perfect record. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're fighting absolutely bin men that are just jumping in for a, a dive and a yeah. paycheck. It doesn't happen like that in MMA that no. much. Yeah. Especially at the high level. It's very easy to get the 15 and 0 in boxing, but I think if you get the 8 and 0 in MMA, yeah. you'd be blessed like, if I you haven't fought someone decent. I got the 9 and 0. 9 and 0 was my record. If you don't count that illegal knee that time. That was a... That was stupid what happened. I knocked that fella out and he won the fight, you know what I mean? So if you want to talk that as an no contest, fine. I got to nine and all. So that was my, like, I was happy with that. And then I lost. I, even the Charlie Air fight, I wouldn't call that a loss. I, I said this before to you. It's just the doctor. That's, that's not a loss. That was a cut on the eye that I wanted to continue. Didn't even know it was cut. Premature stoppage, in my opinion. How many fights have we seen that the cut is like, mm. gosh, it wasn't even a gosh, it was a nick. You know what I mean? So in my opinion, it shouldn't have been stopped. And if it was stopped, it should have been ruled a no contest. I was fine. I was ready to fight. So I only really lost once against Georgie. Choked me. And then my last one was another loss. But... In my opinion, I was nine and all really, and then I won cowboy, so ten and all, and then your man up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I don't know. It's a weird old sport, but if you focus on your records, you're never going to be satisfied. Mm. You just got to take the losses and just learn from them. It's very disheartening when you lose. Don't get me wrong. Two weeks after the fight, it's like fuck. You're on the floor. I was more just so disappointed in the bleeding, giving a bad account. Do you know what I mean? I'm making that intricate mistake, like like ah, I got the choke. So I'm a hard person to choke. I'm not an easy person to take my back and choke. Do you know what I mean? And I know I'm better than that. So it wasn't like fucking. He steamrolled me. I was beating him on the feet and I was unprepared for a fight. Do you know what I mean? But this is the game you're in. You just got to take on the chin, mm. put your chest back out and go again. Do you know what I mean? That's but it. even fair play to him coming in here because Terrence said that when he asked you to come on, you were like, you want to have me on after losing. Yeah, yeah well, like we said it beforehand and I was like, ah, I bet that come in on. I was, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And again, it's like, fighters say it to me all the time. I'm there giving them advice when they lose. So I'm there saying, listen, fuck the loss. Do you know mm. what I mean? Back to the gym. Work harder, learn from that mistake and go again. So who am I, if I'm going to give all this great advice, I'm not going to follow it myself, do you know what yeah. I'm saying? At the end of the day, I still made the walk that 99% yeah. of people will never get to make. Stepped in there, represented yeah. myself in the UFC and then said, fuck it. And again, I'll go again and the second time with a bit more notice, you'll see a different version. And I think anyone you now, you should follow my career, how good I actually am, do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, you'll see in the second fight the difference in like skills body composition it was the worst shape i was ever in going into a bleeding fight as well mm. but i looked at myself i was like jeez i'm not even in good shape in the fight and i know that means fuck all in hindsight it's, it's like whatever but it means your preparation wasn't there do you know what i mean yeah. you weren't shredded to the bone you weren't like this fella's been fly out for 12 weeks you know what i mean didn't have that time so i think what a stint of training is i'll see the next time 
that'll be my actual debut on my head. Do you know what I mean? This is the real one. Like, this is the real key for That sets me up for the next question. When mm. is the next time? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not like I, I, I can negotiate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm in a spot now where it's like I have to wait on them to get back to me. So I'd reckon it'll be somewhere close at the home. I keep me for a European card, I'm assuming. And then hopefully give us a bit of notice. So I have no idea when that'll be. So hopefully, hopefully it'll just give me a stint. Yeah. It's more likely in the new year anyways. I think that all the cards are booked up for the year Most now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. How, how would you get Bruce Pop out to do where? The North, the North in the city. city. I didn't. We were baffled about yeah. that. I didn't. Not mad. I never said anything about it. The fella was like Google Maps. He, he's only shorter than calling out your <laughs> address. Bruce Buffer is a legend, yeah. So listen, right. So I was in London in uh, 2022, the UFC. Who was fighting that night, actually? I went over to watch a few of my teammates. Paddy Pimler was Molly fighting. was fighting. Yeah. And a few others went over anyways. I was in the hotel at the after party. And uh, Bruce Buffer came over and he's leaving. I was like, what's up, Bruce? And I was pleased to meet you. And I goes, listen, my name's Kiefer Crosby, yeah? You're going to be calling my name out very soon. Again, giving it the big one, cocky mm. punt like I am. And he's like, really? He's like, oh, what, what's your name? He goes, Kiefer Cross. He goes, I'm not going to forget this. And I'll tell you why I'm not going to forget this. Because only two people have ever said that to me before. One of them was Conor McGregor and the other one was Sean O'Malley. He goes, I promise you I won't forget it. I goes, I swear. I goes, I know you you think I'm talking shit now, but I'm there, mate. I'm right there. I'm telling you. And he's like, oh, 100%. The same time I was talking to Dana, Bruce Buffer came come up to me and he goes, I remember you. And I goes, dear, I goes, remember London? He goes, I do. And he goes, do you know why I remember? And I goes, go on. And he goes, because only three people have ever said it. He said the same thing again, Conor McGregor, Sean O'Malley, and now you. And he goes, I'm going to give you a special introduction tomorrow. I was literally like sitting there like goosebumps, like Bruce yeah. Buffer come rocking up the major, and I, as if like, and I was like, yeah. And he's like 100%. And then that was it, went off, did that thing. I never said anything about the inner city of Dublin. One of the interviews I'd done the day before, like doing the media shit, they asked me to say into a microphone, like, state where you're from, state your name. Kiefer, BDK, Cross. I have to say it a few times. Yeah. And then they said, where are you from? And I said, the north inner city of Dublin, Ireland. I said that. So it must have been from that. He took it. Do you know what I mean? And then that's why he said it. Like, that's he even said it on the bleeding yoga and I was like, wow, that's yeah. bleeding. That's big. Do you know what I mean? So Special. It was special. It was special. Yeah, all that's good. And again, back to, you know, wins, loses. In 20, 30 years time, I'm sure nobody will give a bollocks. Do you know what I mean? I still made a walk. I still accomplished a dream that I've had since I'm 15. It took 18 years to do, so I'm proud of that, you know what I mean? It was, it was great to do, but again, the next time, I won't be happy or satisfied until I actually fucking get my hand raised in the octagon, you know what I mean? So the next time, I'm sure I'll do a better job and redeem myself, you know what I mean? No, it was just fucking deadly to see. Even yeah, I was. Even that city thing, and then it was like, as you said, you go back to the Bleeding Barber shop and it was like, I'll be in that UFC one day. Yeah. It was like, he fucking said it, you know what I mean? Like what you are doing, we're just, we're doing what we're saying we're going to do, mm. you know what I mean? There's a fucking thing, I don't know what it is. Like, I know you're not into the manifestations here, so I won't no. go down that road. But if you want to... visualisation. But you yeah. have to, you have sure, to, there is I, I truly believe you can see it in your mind yeah. and you can say it, you can do it, you can. I wouldn't go as far as Bleeding the Secret and all that. And yeah. that's nice stuff and if you want to play into yeah, that, you're, their own kind but of you thing, can yeah. do whatever you think you can do. Amount mm. of times I was told, no. you'll okay. never get to the UFC like told to me face you're never going to get to the UFC like you're too old you're in Bellator don't hate the Bellator lads you are about all Dublin Ireland that you lost a couple and never once did I think yeah maybe you're right actually never once did I think that I just thought no you'll never get to the UFC so you're trying to tell me you'll never get to the UFC there's a difference here do you know what I mean so if I listen to you I've lost I just have to focus on my own shit. You know what I mean? I know I can get there. So like when I'm training with people in the gym, I know how good I am. I know my abilities. You just don't see it every day. Do you know what I'm saying? Just because you lost a fight doesn't really determine how good you are. You just lost that one. It's like football, Man United losing a match. Oh, they're shite now all of a sudden. They're not good. They're not good anymore. They're irrelevant now. But you shouldn't be in the Premier League. Go back, go back. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. Sometimes you lose. Get on with it. Go, go again. You know what I mean? It's so the bigger picture is like, I'm getting to do what I love and 
it's you know what I mean. It's a mad life. This yeah, point in life is mad. It's madness. You know what I mean. Yeah, but it's you're a mad. pleasure, like mm. yeah. right at the top, like what you said you were gonna That's, do. Yeah, and of course, like when you lose at the top, it's the top, though. Do you know what I mean? And you see a great fighter losing against another great fighter, you can't call him shit, nah, mate. You just lost against someone who's also unbelievably skillful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's top a hard, the field chain kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty hard sport to do well in. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or even get to this level. You know what I'm saying most people retire in these little shit shows that make no money and that's their legacy it's like oh I fought on this show and you wouldn't even know it like mm. getting to this stage you're gonna you're gonna encounter some hard fights and your mom I fought in fairness was a legit high level fighter as well he was like and a and big, a big boy he was a boy he got the size of the cunt yeah yeah in that octagon yeah. you look tiny towards him Keith. I know he's a big boy I'm going down the lightweight for the next one yeah yeah I am <laughs> like, not only just because of him my, my goal was to be a lightweight in the UFC yeah. But you were never able to get to lightweight after the phone call two weeks now. No chance. That never happened. No way. No chance. Not even with travelling as well, though. Your body was like, getting to well the way in your kill. To be honest, it was yeah. a very, very rough way. Could, like very, yeah. especially mm. at the end. It was grand until the end, and right at the end, the last couple of hours was like, "Fuck, this is rough." Do you know what I mean? But I think we're staying a bit now. So I'm on it now. Like I'm eating clean. Good people around me advise me. So once I just follow that. So I've made lightweight before. It's very difficult, but. You know, when you're at this level, you know what I mean, and you're doing art and you can to win a fight. Like I, I hate cutting weight. I, I hate the idea of cutting weight. I think it's for pussies. I think like the idea of you being 100 kilos and getting to 77 is just stupid. But unfortunately, it's the reality of this sport. They're going to do it. So if you want to do well, give yourself the best chance to win. You also have to fucking cut. But right? everybody is doing. Everyone's it. doing it. And again, your man, he's six foot three. He was, he was a big boy. But there's bigger people than him. And it's not always about the bigger lad. But it does play a big factor in a fight when there's a grappling exchange or someone's on and top. You can feel his weight. Ten extra kilos. Yeah. They're like fuck me. Like this is. This is hard, do you know what I mean? To, mm. to beat this person. He may not even be better than me. He's just using his weight better than me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or he's hitting hard. He's more weight behind the shots. Or or he's absorbing my shots better because he's a bigger lad. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a reason where there's weight classes, but uh people can just cut weight way better than others as well. So mm. I made lightweight before, I've made 160 a few times. So I'm just gonna have to go back down again. So I'd be calling me Slim Daddy Keith the next time I see him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more Big Daddy Keith. SDK. Yeah. Now, how's it feel walking around in the tracksuit? This is the first day I put it on. I just thought, you know, I was actually gonna bleed and get a tracksuit for the podcast, and I was like, no better tracksuit to put on yeah. on a tracksuit type of podcast <laughs> than the official UFC one. It's yeah. the first time. No, I'm not gonna probably wear it again. To be honest, I'll hang it up. But uh, this is the official one you get when you get to the venue. So on fight week, you get a bag with all the shit in it, and then when you get to the venue, then they have it like on a chair. And it says Crosby on the back and has the little Ireland flag and all on, on the shoulder of it. So this is the official yoke, okay? yeah. fresh. You have fresh to give it to them, the fresh tracksuits. Like. Yeah. I'd rock around the one of them. Yeah, I think he's only, wearing it, get, yeah. <laughs> he's only wearing it to get free parking. Yeah. You want to clamp on the car and he walks up to you like, sorry about that, mate. I meant to do the car beside <laughs> I you. I didn't even want to bring this up on the podcast. Me and Terrence Power got pulled twice by the guard on the way to this podcast. I blame you. How funny is that down now? How, what's the bleeding chances? This honestly, is what we talk about all the what time is the on chance? the podcast and people don't Me and the UFC tracks you. Him, the most recognisable bleeding person in Dublin, gets pulled by the guard twice on the way to this podcast. Yeah. What's the bleeding chances of that? Funny. They just want to grow up. That's you're just a big red hot. But that's <laughs> he is most red hot fella in Dublin. <laughs> no, but you Honestly, know what I mean. There's God. real criminals, real <laughs> shit happening. Thirty seconds away, and you have two lads. About I genuinely thought this is, a, this is part of this. This is a wind up. I thought you was our cameras there. I thought this is a wind up here. You was our. No, this just happens on the regular cable. It's a bleeding joke, like. I'm wearing me bleeding UFC uniform here. He's blessed he didn't get out of the band with that broke him up. 
<laughs> just hope he doesn't take you down. You don't have to fall. Steve, how close do you think we are to getting the UFC back to Dublin? Ah, oh, done. It's definitely happening. Yeah, hundred percent. Next year, stupid if it didn't happen. Like, ah, yeah, 100% next year. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that's that could be my next one there as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. I don't know when, but I just know it's going to happen. I just, it has to happen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's a good few orders for us in the UFC now. And they're signing they, a lot more as well. They signed a good few more. There's, you know, big buzz around it. I think it's, it makes so much sense. Yeah, it'd be They talk years. about it. It's such a historical event, the last one. And next year is the 10th Ten, year anniversary. Yeah. So that all lines up nice, you know what I mean? And I know they're eager to come back, so I reckon they'll be back next year, definitely, yeah. Yeah. And that'd be something special again. Yeah. That'd be me 10th time fighting in the three arena. And imagine that'd be me UFC fighting. Oh, that'd be something class. else. So that'd be fucking... That'd be mental, that'd be magic, yeah. yeah. And again, I've seen this in my head for years and telling you, I was like, oh, I'm going to fight in this tree arena in the UFC as well. I knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And here we are now and it's, it's I think it's going to happen soon. Yeah, yeah, I think Irish MMA is in the bleeding much better position than it was back then. Now I know we had a lot of talent then, but a lot of them boys got a fucking phone call two weeks before the card to show up. Yeah, you're in yeah. the UFC now. Uh, back then was magic as well. Like, man, I, even like, still my friends like Paddy Hill and Connor, Carl Pendred, like, all these lads were all my teammates, you know what mm. I mean? These are the people that I was inspired by back then and still I am to this day, do you know what I mean? And I was at them events, I trained with the boys leading up to these events and they're the people that were advising me back then. And now it's mad the way it's like passed on to me now, it's like my turn, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, and watching Connor like just do his thing from all, all the years and fighting in Dublin, you remember what the crowd was like. Mm. You even go back and look at the videos, mental carry on. Yeah. It's hard to believe that's in there. You know, countries in Dublin, it's in Tree yeah. Arena. Like them nights are magic, man. Do you know what I mean? When all them boys are fighting, and it's just, it is going to be magical again when it comes back here and they have a new wave of Irish yeah. fighters coming in, trying to make their own mark on it. So yeah, just hopefully they give the boys enough play notice this time. You know what I mean? Yeah, Definitely hopefully. I, I'd say so. I'd say once we know it, because I think when the date is locked in, you'll know. So then you have to just assume I'm going to be on that card. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying if that makes sense. So I think I'll know when it's coming back. And then I'll just be like, oh, I'm definitely going to be on it. Yeah, it makes you know sense. I mean? it? So, uh, it'd be something else though, yeah. yeah. Pro Park would be something else as well. And it's doable. Oh, it's so doable. If Connor's headline. Connor on, and Gary. Just put Connor on it. Boom, so they Get Katie to do an MMA for get the voice cyborg. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to, but yeah. You could, but yeah. Fuck. Man, the new one is Katie Licker like a stamp. Nah, stop. <laughs> but even at that, there's a lot of people out there who are not in the UFC yet who are just like, if UFC Dublin got announced, they're like, right, well, he's getting signed, he's getting signed, he's getting signed. We know that, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. The likes of Lee and all, yeah, just don't say no names. Oh yeah, <laughs> at least you'll be in. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot. Of, like, I've been getting it for years. Where right? like, oh, he should be in. He deserves it. Mm. You, des there's no such thing as you deserve it. You're either putting the work in, winning the fights, and you fit the bill. Or you don't. You can say deserve all you want. Do you know what I mean? I put the fucking work in. I won them fights. I made them walks. I went to them wars. I built up my profile. I'm a marketable person. It makes sense to have me yeah. here. Mm. So it's not like oh, you deserve it. She doesn't deserve it. He does deserve it. She. Yeah. Does Fuck off. We all deserve it. I and mean, we're all walking into that octagon and we're all fighting where our lives and we want it bad enough, we'll get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's as simple as that. If you want it and you really put the work in, you're winning them fights, you'll get it. And that's it. I just keep saying it. I just kept saying it. I just kept saying, I'm going to be in the UFC. I said to everyone, every interview, I'd be like, nah, UFC. I turned down contracts, UFC. Tagged down at UFC. Everything was just fucking UFC. And then it worked. Yeah. So I read the secret, you know what I mean? And that was yeah, the yeah. one's out of fucking work. The one's out of work. Yeah. Deal, yeah. <laughs> He's not like, it does, it it works. Works. Yeah. <laughs> right, K-Bot. 
we really appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Your support since day one, yeah. second time on the podcast. You had to go, bro. And then the Netflix documentary that's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. you never know. You might see Keith on the crowd at a live show, so watch what you're saying about me. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Scorsese, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fair play to these boys. Honestly, I meant what I said earlier. Fair fucking play to the two of Yes, look these are guns, put the walk in, and look where we are. Do you know what I mean? We're in a barbershop, a bleeding microphone, sell tape to the wall the last <laughs> yeah. time. Now we're in a bleeding cushy studio. And you have fucking UFC shows. tracks you on. Do you know what I mean? It's madness. <laughs> Look at man, we're on the come up, so just keep putting the work in, boys. Keep winning them awards, keep blowing up, and just have my support for life. Actually, yeah. speak to the awards, Terry. Go to the Irish Podcast Awards. .ie, I'm gonna imagine. Go to that. Go down to Listener's Choice Award. Type in Talking Bollocks. Confirm the vote in your email. Shifty O'Hara. There you go. Thanks for having me. Best of luck, boys. All right. Take us out there, Siobhan. Boom. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app. What you waiting for? Put your back in it. Just a little more. Throw your whip in the town. Fill your body again. Walk it hard and low. When you finish that. The hip knocker. Go down. Go down. Go down.